My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it is episode 112, or 112, and it is, Dan, Great Miles of Fire! <laughs> Are you looking forward to tonight's event? If past the raw events, no. <laughs> but, you know, I, I always live in hope, so... We do, yeah. It should be a good one. We live in a world full of hope. Is there a match that you're looking forward to in particular? The dream match. <laughs> What, you mean Lesnar and Joe? Oh. No, Enzo and Big Cass. <laughs> Enzo and Big Cass. No, um, that is a dream I match. I think the 30-minute Iron Man match should be a good one. Yeah, well, like we talk about, the, the Joe-Lesnar match is one that everybody it should deliver. We'll get on to that in a bit because we'll do our introductions now. And what better way to kick off, Dan, then with kickoff. Uh. And we see Renee Young, David Utunga and Peter Rosenberg on the kickoff panel, and we see Paul Heyman in the social media lounge. I should say as well, on the kickoff, Dana Brooke was a guest, and uh, she had a couple of things to say, but got interrupted by Emma, who wanted to speak to her in the locker room. So do you think Emma and Dana Brooke, we saw that team on NXT, didn't we, Dan? Uh, do you think there's a chance for them going forward on Raw? No. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it is good to see Emma back. I'm a big fan of her. Dana Brooke, I am not, but at least Emma is back on WWE television, or back on kickoffs. Indeed. Oh, yeah, and you're not allowed to go for the same as me, but there's another match in this programme, and I'm going for Heath Slater. Okay, I'll go for Heath Slater. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just no. said I'm going to go for Slater, obviously. You're not allowed to go the same as me. So okay, but it doesn't matter if you don't see the finish. It doesn't, no. It doesn't count, <laughs> it doesn't count as a point. <laughs> but you hear do you hear it? I think so. I've not. I've, do you know? I should have gone back and watched the end of this pay per view, but I just couldn't be bothered. I've not seen the end, anything that happened. Oh no, I've, I've I've read about it, but I've not yeah, watched it. But apparently, it's yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> the last bit is yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> as seen as tonight's great balls of fire kick off. Emma interrupted Dana Brooks' appearance on the panel and asked her to come backstage so they could talk. No word yet on what is going on between the two, but Dana tweeted the following: Emma had some interesting things to say. Hashtag Gaboff. And our kickoff match is going to be the Cruiserweight Championship, a match we've been building up now for the past few weeks on 205 Live. We've just had our WE Network update. But I should say we're at an American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. And of course, predictions. I'll talk about the podcast lead, Dan, because you know I always do. We have three different leagues that we do. NXT events, pay-per-views, of course, bonus points. At the moment on the pay-per-view league, I am 8-3 up. But... I am 19 and 0 since NXT Brooklyn 2. So, Dan, can the streak be stopped here tonight? Yes, because I've got Chris Benoit in my envelope. Right, you've just mentioned Chris Benoit in your envelope. I've started a Twitter at Mini Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> 
So everybody on Twitter, go and follow at Mini Chris Benoit, and he can be your new friend. He's going to say, hello, I'm Mini Chris Benoit. I enjoy wrestling and hanging out. So, <laughs> see what I did there? It's going to be a controversial what? Twitter account. No, it's not. Part of the W... WWE Network with you. He's trying to stop the bad name of Benoit and trying, you know, bring some light into it. That is the latest thing we are doing. See how far that goes. Finish talking about Mini Chris Benoit, who is perched atop of my microphone stand. And why is he there for? For luck. For luck. So let's see if the streak can be broken. Let's see if you can win a pay-per-view. We do predictions, like, say, every event, and the winner, of course, gets the pay-per-view point. We write these down in a silver envelope so they can't be tampered and or doctored, and we have got the envelopes now. We have just opened them, and, of course, as we see this match start, we're going to do predictions, but first, Dan, what have you thought of the, the build-up and the promo to this? Um, you know, I've mentioned it before. I think having Titus O'Neil in his corner is very helpful for Akira Tozawa and the language barrier. You know, it has been good. We've seen the rise of Akira Tozawa. We've, you know, we know Neville from his past endeavours in WWE and what he's achieved since joining the cruiserweight division. Uh, and you know, I'm a very big fan of Akira Tozawa. Yes. And you know, we both. I don't know. I quite like the dominance of Neville, and I did say at the end of last year I'd like to see more of Neville yes we've that. been given a shitload of Neville <laughs> you've had that in spades uh, yeah and I also feel like you know the one criticism of the Aries Neville feud is he wanted a kind of younger guy there who could really tell Zara is connecting with the crowd I don't know if that's just through the help of Tyson Hill but he's very likeable isn't he especially for a he Japanese is, yeah. guy coming in and in the early going they just exchange wrestling moves but James who have you gone for well, to start off the night, I've gone safe and sound because I like Tazara a lot, but I have gone for Neville in this match. Yes, it's Neville, yes. And uh, I too have gone for Neville and I too have an awful lot. Yes, I mean, the thing is, I was talking uh, to someone else, uh, not you, Dan, I'm not cheating on you about wrestling, about Tazara the other day. And if this was on the main show, I think Tazara could stand a really good chance. But seeing as this is a kickoff match now... And seeing how, you know, uh, dominant Neville has been recently, I don't think Tazar's going to win it first time round, you know. He might get another crack at the cherry. Uh, do you think Neville is too dominant? I think this is a slight problem with it, you know. As we see in the early going here now, Tazar was trying to suicide dive. Neville just stops him in his tracks. Neville slows it down. And he's been doing this for the past six months on 205 Live. Every match we see with Neville... It's almost exactly the same, isn't it? Is know? he the Oscar of the cruiserweight division? I, I think I think he is. Yeah, but I think it's hampering the cruiserweight division as opposed to helping it like it is the women's division. But then again, you could say the women's division, apart from maybe four of them, you know what I mean, aren't on that Oscar level and might not be on the Neville level. That yeah. is. Well, you know, one of the main things we said about the cruiserweight division is everyone is two hundred five or under. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it should be an even playing field, but it doesn't seem like it is an even playing field. No, at the moment it seems like Neville, you know, no one is in Neville's league as as he tosses Tazara on the outside, and Tyson Hill can't really help you. You'd expect at least you know with a manager, Tazara might have the advantages. Now, if he does win, I think I'll be happy enough because like how much of a fan I am of Akira. Yeah, but then again, that's not going to help his chances, is it, Dan? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's quite unheard of for faces to have managers, and let alone a manager that gets involved. You know, it's normally a heel, and it's normally their manager that 
helps them out. Yeah, I mean, you you got to go back to like the 1970s. I mean, you could say Paul Ellering with the Legion of Doom, but as single stars, it was Bob Backlund, you know, uh, the Grand Wizard and Freddie Blousey, their managers, that you have to go back that long to see it. I mean, I've, but I think you're right. I think what you're saying about the language barrier being a factor with Tazara, I think Titans and Nil. I think Titus Nil is going to help out with that, isn't he? You know. Yeah. I mean, because uh, obviously they don't really see Titus as a worker now. It could always lead to uh, the big man beating down the little guys. You know. I mean, he has got Cruz and Tazara now. Do you approve of the Titus brand? Do you think he can get stronger like the Heenan family? <laughs> Again, if they do it correctly, why is he managing Apollo Cruz? Well, yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, is it? Because he's a crap talker. Because Apollo Cruz isn't really much of a talker, as is Akira Tozawa. But obviously, that's because he's Asian. Yeah. Well, you know, and he's not got a grasp of the language. Uh, and the thing is, as well, with Cruz, he was brought up from NXT too soon, wasn't he? He didn't have yeah. any success in NXT. Came up, he didn't know what to do with him. He just thought it'd be a good reaction at that point. And then, like I say, sticking in with Titus, would Tozawa have? Um, Worked better, would he have been had a better chance if he was in NXT? You know, again, would it be too close to having the likes of Shinsuke Nakamura and um, Itami. Hideo Itami then? Yeah, no, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, they, they like to keep it diverse across all platforms. You know, we've got a Geordie going against a Japanese yeah. fella, and, you know, there's loads of different nationalities in 205 yeah. Live. No, that's definitely true. But the thing I like about the uh, Nakamura, Tazawa and Itami is there are all different characters themselves. They're not just yeah. the kind of basic Japanese tell them apart. And in this match, Neville has been whooping Tazawa's ass, throwing him against the barricade and beating him down for the last five minutes. But I think that's all about to change, is it, Dan? Yes, as I was psyching himself up. Ha! 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 And he delivers a load of chops to Neville's Big chest, and yeah, you know, Neville's trying to fight him off. Hey! Tozawa goes for a right hand. Neville puts his hands up to block, but as soon as his hands drop, that's when Tozawa hits. And Tozawa, brilliant kick. That works well with Tozawa. Oh, if he hits the uh, release, uh, he hits the, the German suplex that we've seen him win on 205 Live. I mean, this is the guy, I think, not my guy, if I remember. Anyway, we're not talking about that now. We're talking about the Cruiserweight Championship. Well, I know Tozawa's amazing, but I don't think he's going to get it from there. So he suicide dives through the second rope and just flying head butts him out. <laughs> and is he going for a second? He's not finished. Oh! oh Neville got straight up to his feet and Tazawa <laughs> goes on the attack again. Uh, Titus O'Neill is yeah, loving it. He is. And now can, can Tazawa get the pin? Be the new Cruiserweight champion? Oh! Neville managing to kick out. Ah. First one of the nine. It is always a good sign. Titus O'Neill. Trying to get Tazawa to seize the momentum now. We've seen the replay, slow motion replay of the headbutt. <laughs> Hits his mark and, yeah, you know, Titus is a very exciting and colourful character to have in your corner. Yeah. <laughs> and now Tazawa, the fans, get behind him. Oh. But Neville, you know, you've you got to keep on the attack with him. It's It doesn't take long for him to recover. Well, we talk about keys to victory, you know, I mean, with Tazawa... In this match, Dan. I mean, what's he have to do if he wants to pull off the upset? Uh, he needs to keep at Neville. You know, he can't give him any room to breathe. If he's on the offence, he needs to stay on the offence. Maybe even use a bit of Titus O'Neill yeah. as a distraction. You know, not 
getting involved too much, but trying, you know, take the focus away from Tozawa. Yeah, I completely agree with you as Neville looked to have Tozawa up on his shoulders, but Tozawa's kind of turned it into a, I don't want to say tarantula, but... <laughs> well, he's uh, certainly got his leg in a few awkward positions there on Neville and Neville looked in some sort of pain as he managed to clamber to the bottom ropes. And he still holds on to the cruiser title, like I say, been dominant these past six months. But Tazawa looks like he is on the Neville level here tonight and he might get the job done. And he's cycling himself up again, going up to the top rope. Well, we've seen him hit the senton off the top through tables before. Can he go through Neville? Neville gets up to his feet. Tazawa jumps over his head. Oh, kick to the midsection. But Neville follows him <laughs> up and delivers a big forearm to the face. Someone said this match was on the... Uh, on the pre-show because they didn't want to change the ring ropes and I commented saying they don't change the ring ropes they put tape on them off in there <laughs> well and done. Live. We, we like to uh, fact people do you know what I mean we like to give them not the fact the shit out of exactly them exactly how to tell them like it is as Tazawa's caught up on that top rope oh, oh and Neville. Neville with a big drop kick to Tazawa's chest goes for the cover one two oh oh it's tight as we're going to get involved then Wow, it looked like he was going to climb in the ring. <laughs> well, I think Neville, as we see, we're only nine minutes away from great balls of fire. I think with Neville, it's overconfidence, isn't it? We see him looking at the crowd, looking at Tyson Hill, looking at everybody else apart from his opponent. And when you've got an opponent as dangerous as Tazawa, that is a very difficult situation. Yeah, but, you know, as we showed last time we saw Neville wrestle, it's he can get distracted and still yeah. win the match, you know? Yeah, not, had, not uh, everybody can do that, can they? I won't start. It's a raw pay-per-view. Sorry, so I'm sorry. And now Tazawa down. Neville off the second rope. Oh, my God. Goes for a 450. Hits nothing but Matt. Tazawa rolls him up. Oh! We nearly had a new Cruiserweight champion. My God, Neville kicks him. Right Neville in the recovers day. really quickly. He does. You said that last week as well, but oh, Tazawa hits the Hurricane Runner. Oh! Neville rolls him through and he gets caught in the face with a kick from Tazawa. Can Tazawa finish this man off? I think Tazawa's going to do it. He's going to hit the senton now. Big oh! senton. No, he took too long. Neville. Oh. There Just like Bobby Roode rolls to the outside like a pussy bitch. And je- don't start. I said, don't start. And, and you got one in. I'm getting one. Right. <clears throat> well, I'm going to make it better. Well, just like Bobby Roode, Dan, you're right. Neville's a champion. And that's what champions do to keep their titles. As Zara throws Neville back in the ropes. Oh, it gets planted on the top. It's got to be uncomfortable for him. Oh! oh! Top rope to add insult to injury. And tights a nil. Saying, come on, ref, didn't you see that? Well, I don't think his class is a low blow. He didn't actually kick him in the nuts. It's like when you Irish whip someone into the steel stairs. That's, that's fair play, actually. But the referee is taking his time, stopping this match, making sure the star can recover. I mean, he knocked out his mouthpiece. Oh, Neville with a kick to the midsection. Goes for the clue. Like this. Oh, Three. what a wet ending. Fucking hell. From a match that I was thoroughly enjoying to end it like that. I mean, who, meh. Who beats someone after a... a Block off the top rope. I don't know anybody that can... Uh, that's unless any- that actually did cause him pain and I'd feel for him. Yeah, well, unless... Yes, it's serious. Unless it's a legitimate injury, I am not having that. But yes, Neville does win. He's looking to get the Cruiserweight title. And Titus O'Neill now looking at his man and Neville just getting the championship 
walking away. Oh, well, like we say, we were enjoying it. It was really good. It was building to a certain point, And then all of a sudden, bam, shit finish. And shit finishes have ruined the past couple of pay-per-views, Dan. I tell you. And I don't want that starting tonight. What do you no. think? Uh, exactly the same as you. Uh, you know, I was really enjoying that match. Especially for a kickoff match. And yeah, they go and end it with a low blow of some sorts. Oh, awful. But that does mean, though, we do start off. Because I did lose the kickoff match last week, uh, last month. But that was all fair because of who was involved. Uh, we do start off with a point as we head into the main show. So the next time you hear us, we will be watching Great Balls of Fire live. Let's have a look at the opening promo. Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to the first ever WWE Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. We're so glad you've chosen us to entertain you and your family. Grab a refreshment and enjoy the preview. The big dog vowed to slay the monster. This is my yard, and I make the rules. If you think you're man enough, then I'll see you at Great Balls of Fire in an ambulance match. I'm going to throw you in the back of that ambulance, and I'm going to take you straight to hell. And that's not all. Take a look at what else we have in store for you this evening. Presented in Boss Vision. Sasha Banks with an opportunity at Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Long live Alexa Bliss, the one and only goddess of WWE. It's boss time. I am going to take back my WWE Women's Championship. All right, ladies, gentlemen, and youngsters, you'll surely want to turn your speakers up for this, our main event. Samoa Joe's day of reckoning. Everyone that enters the ring with the beast tends to beaten, victimized, and conquered. Now's the time to start hearing Brock Lesnar. Are you guys ready for this collision? Let's go! Lesnar versus Joe for the Universal Championship. What stands here in front of you is a man that does not fear Brock Lesnar. Go can clutch! The beast is fading fast. The champ's in trouble. And great balls of fire. Fire. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Kiss baby. Dan, goodness gracious, what did you think of that promo? It was great balls of fire, James. Some <laughs> of the, uh, the feuds don't really make too much sense, but we get into that in their individual matches. Yep. But I am heat that it's bringing for the Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar match. Yes. And, you know, it's definitely got 
a big match feel about it. Yeah, that's building up to you know the, the main event as it is. But the thing I like about it was it, it's different theme. You know, everything else is all you know. Tonight I will defeat you. I'm destroy vengeance, anger, and it, like with this, it's it, it's a fifties theme. Yeah, a little bit of fun. It's, it's a bit like you know when they used to have the themed WrestleManias. Yeah, exactly, exactly like that. And and I quite like. Even though it's only there to make Vince Man laugh. It, at least it's different. So let's see what WWE Gaboff has to offer as we move forward. Oh my God. Fireflies are out. Our first match, it is Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. Well, what do you think of the build-up? Uh, do you know in like SmackDown games or just like this exhibition matches in FIFA, you just have one team, you put up against another team because that looked quite cool and then you have a match. There's no reason for it. It's just because Seth Rollins is doing nothing because of Samoa Joe now with Brock Lesnar and they gave up on Bray Wyatt what, three months ago? <laughs> when he was beaten by Randy Orton I believe. Yeah, and, and since then it's just he's not done anything on Raw and they put them together and what have you got? You got, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's nothing really. But anyway, prediction-wise, Dan. Yes. Um, well, you know, as everyone is well aware, Bray Wyatt has been on a bit of a losing streak. But I think that's going to end tonight. And I've gone for Bray You've Wyatt. You've gone for Bray Wyatt. In this match. Well, that's very interesting. But Bray is getting a very good face reaction. Seth Rollins himself, not too bad. Not too bad for someone who is, you know what I mean. Yeah, he's, I just, he's kind of slowed down. He's not really progressing since he's you know been out for a while. Yeah, you know he's he's magoo. He is at it, least you know Roman Reigns is getting heat. Yes, and yes. Ambrose. He's even though he's he's not really progressing. He's you know. When the general manager's not about, he's in charge of the show. You know, he's still kind of, you know, got that marketability. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And Cephal is definitely lacking that. But what surprises me, Dan, before I get on to my prediction, what surprises me is to talk Triple H, what he's been saying. He's saying Rollins is going to be one of the next stars of the company, leading forward into the future. He's on the W2K18, isn't he? That's coming out. And he's one of the early favourites for the Royal Rumble. And I, I don't know where it's coming from, but I ain't going to go against that. So I have gone Seth Rollins. So we start off. There we go. Wow. A little bit different. Uh, main show. It's, it's, yeah, we're going to yeah. have a bit of indifference. But I think that's the question. Surely. Don't call me Shirley. Bray does need the win, though, doesn't he? I think Bray needs it more than Seth Rollins, you know, as whereas Seth Rollins has been given the cover of 2K6, uh, 2K18. You know, he's been getting all this hype, and I think Bray needs it. More than Seth. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. But I've just gone Seth Rollins because I think the WWE don't care about that. <laughs> Do you know well, what I mean? you know, from <laughs> past treatment, they really don't care about Well, that. we had Joe versus Rollins a couple of months ago where I thought, surely... Don't call me Shirley. Joe would win, Rollins pulled out a victory, and I think he's going to do the same tonight, you know? Uh, this feud, well, it's not a feud. This is everybody busy until... They actually have something for them to do. It's a card filler. Yeah, it's got. If anything, the, the cruiserweight title is more excited for than this match. Yeah. It, it, you know, this is a a raw main event and not the best one it would have to offer. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh, but no, they don't know what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. It's obvious now, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Well, you know, they've got rid of his stable, the Wyatt family. They've got rid of his title. 
you know, they've just taken everything off. Yeah, I, think, I think they have. Um, <clears throat> but we try and get into it. We talk about keys to victory. I think Rollins, because obviously we've gone different, so it helps. I think Seth Rollins in this match just needs to be, well, do what he's been doing. And that's obviously on the right side of Triple H, you know. It, I'm not going to have a go at him, but like even in ring recently, I've, I don't know, maybe because of the injuries, come back and he's... He's testing it out, you know, maybe he doesn't get hurt too much, but a too high risk for him. I think he just, you know, as the architect of the shield, going back to that, I think he'll carve himself out of victory, you know. What does Bray have to do if he wants to um, beat Rollins? I think he needs to concentrate on being a dominant force and not keep fucking about with mind games. <laughs> yeah. Projecting shit onto the ring, turning himself backwards, doing this and the other, because as we just seen him there against Seth, he's done it and it didn't pay off for him. Yeah. He got a kick straight to the face. Oh, now, I, I don't even know what Seth's trying there, but gets caught with the, uh, the arm. I mean, I don't know what their chemistry's going to be like, even if they can get a good match. It would be well, interesting, wouldn't you know, it? We've seen their history from the Wyatts versus the Shield. They've been around each other for a little while now. They must have a good feel of what each other's capable of and how to have a good match. Oh, yeah. This does mean now as well, not only Bray Wyatt, feuding with the Shield as the White family, but now he's had individual pay-per-view matches with each member of the Shield, because he had that long-ass feud of Ambrose, didn't he, when it last yeah. year? And, of course, Reigns. Anybody but you, Reigns, but, you know, I forget about that. Oh! Kind of a bit brutal, throwing Seth into the steel steps and then throwing him into the barricade as well. But, again, you know, he's... He's too slow. He's... Yeah, but my problem is I'm looking at Rollins and all the negativity from him as well. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's he's getting beaten down now. Make a little bit of a comeback. Go for a pedigree, you know, fuck it up. Where's with Bray? <laughs> well, it was Bray. He, he hits him on the outside, throws him in the ring, goes for recover. Well, you know that's not going to pin him. Mm. Why be a dick? Well, Bray now is working on the sleeper. This is very early to start a sleeper hold. <laughs> Is it me, or have opening matches changed to the kickoff match now? But like, I used to think it was like a, a, a ten minute, fifteen minute match. Usually, in the kind of championship, get the crowd going, you know, yeah, get them into it. Got to get some excitement. But look, he's standing there, chewing his fingers, smirking, and having a grin on his face. Dan, he's not smirking. You're not allowed smoke, smoking. <laughs> You're not allowed smoking the ring, all right? But you know, what I mean, he's. He's, he's just being too slow. Mm. I, you know, I know it's probably not his fault, it's creative's fault, fault, but, you know. This is the thing that Steve Austin says as well. Is the fact is, yeah, creative, give it to you, but you can argue, you can fight against, you know, what position you're in. And has Bray Wyatt done that? Has he grabbed the supposed brass ring? And mucking around at the top being caught by Seth Rollins. But finally manages to catch him, goes for a superplex off the second rope and lands it. Yep. Rollins in serious trouble. But this looks good for me, though, because Bray Wyatt has been in control for a little while now, and you know that's always good for a baby face. Let's hope it ends in double DQ and we can have a match next month. <laughs> Sick of the Miz and Ambrose. Well, Rollins is in trouble, and Bray's going to go out to the apron yet again, and he's going to put some punishment on Rollins. Oh! oh plants him head first into the apron. You know that is the hardest part of the ring. It is, and the Dented Rollins' skull, and now this is going to be an easy cover for Bray. Two. Oh! Rollins managing to kick out. Ah. And then back to the side. Headlock. Yeah, dude. He's got that cinched in tight, hasn't he? Taking the breath of Seth Rollins away. But, I mean, this this whole thing, they deserve more. You know, I don't want to be negative about it, but Rollins, before he got injured the way he was, 
it was great, you know, that cocky heel character. I don't think he works as a face. I think Bray is crying out to be turned into a good guy, not just to be like, oh, I love everybody at home. Just do exactly the same thing you do, but get cheered. You know what I mean? We've seen yeah. it with, with other wrestlers. Well, Bray goes for his running on. Seth rolls out of the way, and both men are out of breath on the mat. Yeah, but now Rollins trying to get... Trying to get back in it, using the ropes to help him out. Oh, Rollins up. There we oh, go. Bray goes charging towards him, but gets tossed outside the ring. Now he's going to go flying. Oh, Bray comes in to try and attack him, but Seth wise to it. And now Seth trying to pick Bray up, but Bray, Bray's got the weight advantage blocking it. Oh, but Seth with a knee to the head manages to get out of it and a running kick. Oh, sends Bray to the outside. No, the fans gave up ages ago, Seth. <laughs> oh... Seth suicide dive and takes out Bray. I, I don't know. I, maybe it's just what they have to do now. But, I mean, suicide dive is so overused after the dive to the outside. Anyway, back in the ring and now rolling springboard. Oh, big forearm. Well, we've seen two from Tazara in the first match. We've seen one from Seth. Yeah. And you know Ambrose is going to do one during this match. No offence to him, but... <laughs> but now Rollins there you go he's a king slayer see slapping his chest but another thing is characters like Brock Lesnar don't get the treatment they should you know like Kane when he first come into it yeah he was a monster yeah and a switchblade there by Seth Rollins changed momentum oh Oh, blockbuster off the top that could be it Bray's in trouble Oh, but Bray managing to kick out. Ah. Braun Strowman is the closest they've come to that, but they fucked it up uh, in February, didn't they, when they had him lose to to Reigns, and then uh, I'm not even going to talk about what happened at Mania. Now they're trying to fix it, and it's like, wait a minute, Kane didn't, that didn't happen to Kane. Like, yeah. he, he might have lost the Untaker, but it took three tombstones, and you know what I mean? He was a dominant monster, and, you know, he lost to... Yeah, and the feud made sense, you know, Bray losing to Rollins, or Bray losing to anybody... Well, Strowman, uh, Strowman and Reigns, no. No, I'm not having it. I can have a go at them later anyway, because in this match, <laughs> there's going to be a lot to shout out at oh, Raw yeah. Pay-Views. Elbows. Now, Ronald's going to go for the kick. Oh, Bray catches him. Sister Abigail. Oh, that kiss. Oh, Seth fights out of it. Inseguri. Rocks Bray. Oh, now Bray in trouble. Oh! oh but Bray turns him inside out with a clothesline. Fucking hell. Now, yeah, Bray. Finish him, Bray. Bray going for a suplex, but gets reversed. Oh! Slammed by Rollins. Rollins got him! Oh! Bray manages to kick out. Uh, I'm trying to bring some excitement. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend that it matters. I mean, it does. Of course, there's a point on the line here, but, you know. It's got to be more than that. It's got, it's got, to, be, it's got to be, you know. Go back and listen to our, you know, Roger Strong versus Bobby Roode, NXT title defence, you know. Go back to the start of the year, Rude versus Nakamura. You didn't believe that six months ago the now. Emotion. Oh, anyway, Rollins trying to get the crowd emotion in, <laughs> trying to get them to do anything in this match as he goes to the top. But has he taken too long? Oh, well, Bray well, bounces against the ropes, crutches him on the top. Pin him, just pin him there. That's fine. Oh, face first and one, two. Oh, oh. I thought that was a victory for Bray then. But he kicked out. So they've just had the same move, basically. Bray delivering a a worse move to Rollins than to Zawa, but managing to kick out. Yes, indeed. Uh, Okay, that's how you treat cruiserweights, is it? Or is that because Rollins is such a big star, Dan? Hmm? Hey, you can't keep him down, can you? As he pushes Bray away. Uh Uh-oh. 
Oh, the Bray with a rock bottom. One, two. No, Ooh. he's looking where the referee is. He's all right. That's all right. He's got his eyes on the hand. He knows. Twats. Well, Sis Fabregas out of nowhere. That's the only way I can see it finishing for Bray to win this. Come on, Seppy boy. Cheeky little pin. Gallering for you get up. Uh-oh, now it's time. And um, what's he doing, Dan? He's wasting time, <laughs> going into the corner, turning Seth's world upside down. I know it's all part of showmanship, but come on, look, The Undertaker, a slice to the front. Yeah, take I mean? 10 seconds doing it, did he? Thumbs up, thumbs down, quick as you like. And Bray, not happy that Seth keep kept, keeps getting up, slaps him across the face. And then shouts at the crowd. Yeah. Focus, man. Oh. See? And Seth with a sick combination now. Knees to the midsection. Oh, no. But Bray going to that previously injured knee. I mean, you know, we know Seth's got a documented bad knee. He has. And he's kind of lost it. Oh, no. There we go. That's it. Poke to the eye. Sister Abigail. Yeah. This is it. Bang. Boom. Pin that man. Rollins gets one, two, <laughs> three. Yeah. Point for me. Fuck you. <sighs> well, Bray had to resort to poke to the eye. It's not if the ref doesn't see it. No, but even all that fucking about, he got the job done. So fair play, Bray White. He needed that victory. Uh, Dan, you must be happy about that, aren't you? What do you think of the match? Um, the match was a bit of a stalemate, really. You know, it wasn't the greatest of matches. I preferred the Cruiserweight match, in all honesty. Yeah, 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 you know, you can even see the crowd's reaction. They wasn't really into it until just towards the end. Again, you know, why was they even feuding? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? It's it's something for them two to do. It wasn't the best of matches. It would have it would have felt it feels that place at Raw, you know. And it doesn't matter if Rollins keeps moaning like referee says he didn't see it. Bray did need the victory. Fair play. I just thought they were going to go Rollins. <laughs> anyway, so yes, Dan, you do take the lead. The streak may be over. We might have gone the same for the rest. We don't. We just don't know. We just don't know. Uh, but an interesting way to start off the pay-per-view proper. But up next, we have... It is a dream match. It is Enzo More. It is Big Cass. Let's have a look how all this came about. Me and you are... Through. My name is Enzo Amore, and I am a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is Big Cass, and he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Bottle boom, realest guys in the room, how you doing? I've had a roller coaster ride of ups and downs in the WWE, but he's always been the guy who's had my back. Enzo was like a little brother to me. Someone that's been looking out for you since day one. For the past month, someone or multiple people have attacked Enzo and Cass from behind. Cass, I know what happened to you last week. I have some security camera footage. We both know nobody ever attacked you, did they? Big Cass, you attacked Enzo. 
Your mouth writes checks that your ass can't cash. I wanted to watch you suffer. You are holding me back nothing more than dead weight. Me and you are through. You said a lot of things, my friend. And you know what? You were right about a lot of those things. You might have broke my heart, but you're my brother, and that is a bond that I refuse to let you break. And so, I have to be honest, I have never been so ashamed in my life. Yeah, you are annoying. You are loud. But me and you, we are brothers. I'm sorry. Please accept my apology. If anybody here thought that we were going to throw away a lifetime of friendship for this whole ordeal, then there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. So we've just seen the promo, Enzo Big Cass. What are your thoughts? Um, for a feud, it has actually gone quite well. But shame about the two twats that it is about. You know, a good feud, bad tag team. You're not going to get many positive comments from me from this match. I'll try and keep it as positive yeah, as I no, can. Yeah, no, I mean, that was quite positive. Don't get me wrong. You talked about the way the feud's been handled with Big Cass you know, blaming Enzo for how shit his career's been and then look like he's rejoining him as friends but then throwing him off the stage. So, uh, but we've we've seen Enzo come out here and he's had a lot to say on the microphone, Dan, hasn't he? Uh, yes, yeah, and, uh, well, you, you've you made a valid point. I'll let you make it again. I think the match will be shorter than Enzo's promo because he's been talking about five minutes now. Talk about my way. He's finally made his end point. Basically, you know, that song along with a feud... Well. 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 James, who have you gone for? (laughs) (laughs) I have gone for Enz Big Cass. I have gone Big Gash. No one wins. No one wins in reality. (laughs) How very, very noble of you. And just when I thought Enzo's promo was over, he's he's still managing to talk. Gonna blow him up. Uh, Wasn't a bad promo for Enzo, though. That bit showed a bit of intensity. Whether he can back up in the ring is a different matter, though, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, exactly. Right, let's hear Big Cass's mute. Bum, bum. Sounds like a bit like Big Boss Man mixed with Diesel. Yeah. A Hills entrance theme. But he's just, he's not got the... I don't look at him and think, oh, I'm intimidated. I look at him and go, he's a little bit fl- flabby, isn't he? He's like... I know, sorry, I've not got the body of a giant, but I don't assume that as... Uh, that impressive. I mean, I'm, 
I know I'm preaching to the converted here. I'm just trying to add a little bit. <laughs> I suppose I've got to be positive. Um, is there potential in Big Cass in the future, Dan? Um, if they can teach him how to wrestle, then, yeah, you know, he could be... Well, you know, all he's ever going to be is the generic big guy. Stepping over the top rope, pointing his hand up high, you know, doing big elbows, big knees, big this, <laughs> big that, you know? Yeah. But can he be the next great main event, or will he just... Fail? He can be the next test. Exactly. Will he fail the test level? Tonight is a big test for him. Going against his former friend Enzo Amore. So, here we go. Rang the bell. I'm timing it. Oh, Enzo's come out all fired up, but doesn't look like he's uh, got too much to offer Big Cass. He delivers a big blow to the back of little Enzo. This will be funny. Keith Street does Enzo and Big Cass have to do if they want to win, respectively. Um, Enzo, I don't even think he's got a finisher. I've never seen it. <laughs> no, no. And Big Cass, you know, he just needs to dominate Enzo as he's... In all their matches I've seen, it's always been Enzo. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And, you know, from their matches as well, he's used to throwing... It's been Big Cass. Yeah. The dominated one of their matches has always been Big Cass. He's used to throwing Enzo about. So, you know, and Enzo, he needs help if he's going to win. Yeah. Well, I wonder what that help could be if he was to get it. But we've got Big Cass and he's already hit two big shoulder blocks and the big kicks in the corner. Now he's got a big chin lock. Well, for this big show, Enzo does need some help. He does indeed. It's a giant problem for Enzo. And Cass has got to do the hill eyes. But if Enzo does get some help, he might be Paul White. Well, no. There's a big fall away slam. That was a big fall away slam there. I guess you hit that. A big point to the air because he's a big man. Big man. Aye, big man. This is just over a minute. Promo is longer at the moment. Oh, big splash. Oh. That was a huge splash. I was about to say that. It was huge ginormous smash so I can't even say the word Big Cass again oh Enzo can't even stand on his feet and you can't teach that I don't even know I wouldn't want to fucking learn it <laughs> that's a pro oh look at the fight look at the heart Enzo More he's had four offensive moves in this match and Big Cass grabbing Enzo and saying look huh huh Big Cass is like no, mate <laughs> mate <laughs> maybe he's going to do Nakamura no he's not big clubbing blows to the back of Enzo put, put him up on that Top turnbuckle for Big Cass. It's it's just a middle turnbuckle, really. <laughs> That's how big he is. The faraway look in Enzo's eyes. His eyes are glazed over like he's been eating donuts. <laughs> Big Cass picking up Enzo. Is it? Oh, he's going to throw Enzo now. He's used to it. Oh. oh, throws him out of the ring. Lands on that wafer thin mat. There you go. He's got a smile. He likes it. Crowd doesn't like it, though. One more time, some fans are chanting, Ole! Some fans are chanting, One more time, one more time. Do it from higher, do it from higher. And he's somehow Nine. trying to crawl himself back up on the ring, Dan. Oh, manages to break the count. Time for Enzo to break his... Uh, Enzo to have hey! his face broken. Yeah, you're back at Enzo now, Dan. He's won you over in this match, showing the heart, the determination of a warrior. He will not give up. He will not give in, Dan. This is his time. It's my time. A big cast. Oh. Big boat. Goes for the pin. One. Two. Easy. Thank fuck I didn't go in. <laughs> Do you know that? Was you seriously considering? Uh, I thought, right, maybe. Maybe he'll pull a victory out of nowhere. You know, like the Shawn Michaels Triple H. Match. I'm not comparing it, but you know, Sean got the the victory and Big Cass beat him afterwards. But they obviously don't Cass care. Beat him afterwards. Uh, Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! Don't get them confused. Triple H. 
beat uh, Michaels up with a sledgehammer afterwards. But in this match, they gave him absolutely... I mean, this is on the level of JT, JTG versus Shad Gaspar, isn't it, really? This is... Uh, they had an interesting stipulation, and Shad and they, Gaspar actually won the match. Yeah, and they gave JTD some, uh, JTG some stuff to do, but big, big casshole. James... What did you think of that piece of shit match? It was unbelievable. Complete destruction. I know you don't like Enzo, but I mean, what can you do with him now? He's just a certified loser. There's one thing, and I can I, I can hear it on your lips, and you ever even suggest it, I'll burn your motherfucking house down. Because I know you've commented on his small size <laughs> and where he'd fit into. Yes. Well, I'm saying maybe what can save Enzo... Is a great babyface run against Neville at 205 Live. <laughs> I'd start watching. Like, you you would. You'll burn yeah. the house to the ground, well, like you said. I, I believe you. Well, Big Show didn't come out to help Enzo. So it just goes to show. <laughs> you don't give a fuck about it. No one likes Enzo. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. Because Kurt Angle put him in a situation, general manager. Situation. He did. And, and like, oh, ass Enzo is the big loser. But we're not. Well, I am still. I hate losing. Do you know that? Anyway, I don't. I love it. Uh, Dan, we both get a point, so you go to three, I go to two, uh, you are on, I was going to say it earlier, but you're on for a perfect score, my friend, but up next, we have got the tag team title match, Dan, 30 minute Iron Man, that is correct, match, <laughs> first time ever for the tag team titles, Iron Man, Iron Man, so this is going to be half hours, so here come the Hardy boys, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. Predictions, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? Well, as you know, James, I am well up to date with my rumours. And rumour has it... Rumour has it... ...that Seamus is leaving very soon to go and film a movie. Right. So I have gone for... The... (laughs) Shizaro. Shizaro. Right, why have you gone for... James, who have you gone for? S&C, Seamus Shizaro. Why have you gone for Seamus and Cesaro? Um... Well, despite Shizaro, half of them leaving, potentially soon, I think a loss for the Hardys will kick in the uh, broken Matt Hardy side, which everyone has been desperate to see. The fans, you know, they still chant delete, even though he has come back as Team Extreme Hardy Boys as opposed to broken Matt and his brother Nero. Yeah. So, you know, I I do think it's going to go down that way. James, what about you? Yeah, I think it's... I don't know about the Hardy Boys. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to actually get the gimmick. But I think uh, this feud's gone on quite a long time now. And I feel that if the Hardy Boys were to win it, it would end that and they'd move on to another feud. If they are going to do that, I think the Revival should be involved. And also, another interesting stat. Whoever has been drawn at number 17 in that year's Royal Rumble for the past two years has gone on to win the heavyweight championship <laughs> guess who was number 17 in a 2017 Royal Rumble who Seamus uh, Cesaro Cesaro there we go well that's interesting what <laughs> 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 I'm saying the tag team title Seamus Cesaro yeah so the revival to be involved and I think it might be a three way match at SummerSlam you know revival Hardys same as Cesaro and get the revival to get the tag team titles and they move on with that. But it is going to be half hour between these two. I mean, a draw, does Cesaro and Sheamus, would that mean they... Um, overtime, wouldn't it? Would it be overtime? In normal or? Iron Man, Iron Man rules, it goes to overtime, doesn't it? Yeah, well, we'll see what happens if we 
if we do get to that. And here we go. Well, we oh. thought Cesaro was starting off, but he slid out the ring. Bro kick for Matt. And an early victory for Cesaro. Well, there we go. <laughs> 20 seconds in. And Cesaro Sheamus. It's all about strategy, that was now, wasn't it? Well done. Hey. Yeah, you said it correctly. <laughs> oh, God. So, James, keys to victory. Well, difficult one, isn't it? Hardy's such a great tag team. Whereas Sheamus Cesaro, so new. But the Hardy boys... Like Jeff was talking earlier, he said there was in the first tables match, first ladder match, first TLC match, tag team, and now they're in the Iron Man match. They adapt as well, didn't they? And that's how why they are still on top of the tag team contending for it later on. We know Seamus Cesaro. It would be impressive if they can get out thirty minutes on the winning side of the Hardy Boys. And I think it would mean they would arrive to do that. I'm not sure how you would. You know, it's difficult. Would you work on Jeff and then hope Matt? Is he lesser coming in than he would be? It's all about game plan as well, isn't it? You know, you've got half hour. But you are also taking away that Jeff is a former heavyweight champion. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the biggest star out of the four of the guys, isn't he? But if it, at the moment, you've got to think, who, on, who can you maybe, you know, take your time with? You've got to waste time. They've already won that up. They're playing a defensive strategy at the moment, aren't they? You know, just wearing down Jeff. And Matt's just trying to bide his way back in the ring. But, Dan, do we need this match? Um, Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it is out of a majority of the matches on the card this is probably one that actually makes sense it's got a legitimate feud behind it you know we we say we complain about feuds going on too long but rock and austin yeah yeah that's true you know wouldn't they, you like a modern day rock and austin feud yeah of course i would but i mean have you got the star power nowadays to be able to have that kind of longevity in- oh that's the thing i think their their rosters are so deep that they don't if you get my drift <laughs> yeah, they've got they, so they, many yeah. people they don't need to. I think back then numbers were quite dwindling, you know, of top, top stars. You know, like people that put asses in seats and you don't need to have 12 straight pay-per-views with the same feud. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I, I agree with you. So but, to contradict myself. <laughs> yeah, no, no. that's fine. If you want to contradict yourself, it's what all about here. I completely agree and disagree with you at the same time. So it's fine. I wholeheartedly agree, disagree. <laughs> that tw- twist of fate? No. Plant Seamus with a DDT. Is this enough to keep the Big Irishman down? No. Kick no. out. Oh. Uh. always saying I've got an eye. Oh, you big man. <clears throat> so, can we count Seamus and Cesaro as a proper team now? I think, like I said, if they win this match, then for me, infamy, infamy, I think they will be a proper tag team. I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? They're still... I count them as single stars still. Do you count them as a team or do you count them as... No, I... I still count them as single stars. Yeah. You know, they've... Edge and Christian, they legitimately worked as a team. You know, yeah. despite being... You know, because they was going against the Hardy boys, the Dudley boys. So, you know, they was going against people that were actually two together. Yeah. You know, after seeing their best of seven series, we saw a match of it live. And, you know, they've pretty much been together since that night. So, you know, they've together, they've kind of... I don't know, Seamus has kind of turned Cesaro heel and, you know, it's it's they're starting to gel as a team. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I agree with you there. And um, what we have seen of them recent times, they are working well together. They seem to be enjoying themselves, you know. I think that's the main thing that needs to be said. But I do think Cesaro is a wasted talent, though, isn't he, in a, in a tag team? Like, with your prediction, like, oh, he needs to be champion, doesn't yeah. he? I think, you know, that is, is definitely what's needed of Cesaro. I think, you know, there should be 
a shot for a heavyweight championship once they lose their titles. And, you know, general manager says there's only one spot and there's two of you. Yeah. And then, you know, they go into their feud again and it picks up from there, you know, and Cesaro beats Sheamus, goes on to, you know, challenge for the title. Yeah. We'll be up in that picture. Yeah, I think he definitely deserves it. You know, I think he's great in ring. McMahon's problem with him was that, you know, he's Swiss and people can't understand him. But I think he's, uh, you know, comparing him to Nakamura or something like that, even though I know Nakamura's much better. He's, 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 you know, I mean, he can, he, give, he can do a promo and he's very effective with the crowd. Definitely, yeah. But I'll tell you something, Dan, we are, what, nearly seven minutes into this and it has been all Shijaro, hasn't it? Shijaro. <laughs> it's been all Shijaro, hasn't it? Oh, Shijamish. It has indeed, yes. Uh, you know, it seems like they're just going to play out for the draw. You know, park the bus, get the early victory. Well, not play out for the draw, but, you know, get the early victory and play out for that. Well, Seamus at the moment is smirking, Dan. Well, he's not got a cigarette in his mouth. You can't do that in a WWE ring. He's just smirking. Wow. <laughs> has Seamus's look grown on you? I think this looks better. Yeah, I think I've got used to it now. And there's not that many of you look stupid, Chance. But again, you know, unlike what happened with Kurt Angle, Cesaro doesn't get your bald chance. That's true. But then again... That's true. It's damn true, It's James. true, but a lot of bald wrestlers never got it. You know, Steve Austin, Hulk yeah. Hogan. I suppose, yeah, it takes them to get their heads shaved and then to be embarrassed about it. Yeah. For them to be... Okay, point taken and point conceded. <laughs> now, Matt's going to try and get Jeff back in this. Come on now. Come on, Jeffrey and Matthew. Do the replay of how it all went down in the early going. How Matt went down in the <laughs> early going. With a bit of help from Seamus's boot. <clears throat> but, you know, aside from a, a little bit of a run, it's all been beating down Jeff. Yeah, and, and it's what I said, you know, try and beat up on Jeff because you could say he's the... Uh, he's not the weaker one, is he? But he's uh, he could take a lot of punishment. I suppose it's not the best idea to beat him up, really. No. Like, <laughs> he's more likely to put his body on the line. Yeah, durable. But like I said, a game plan for Shijaro. Well, they've got to pick one and beat them down. Mm. Oh, is that the new thing they got with their thumbs? It's not good. It's not okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and now Cesaro. Definitely a good worker. Yeah, you can see by the way he's uh, got the submission in now. Jeff's face turning purple, Dan. It is purple, turning Dan. crimson. It's turning red, Dan. Seamus boots Matt Hardy in the head there, knocking him off the apron. Cesaro does. Cesaro knocks Matt Hardy off there with a big boot on the apron. The tables have turned. I'm winning in predictions. <laughs> and I'm correcting James. What more could fucking go on tonight? I'm taking I'm correcting. By the power of Mini Benoit! <laughs> and the backdrop there. I'm backing on Jeff Hardy. Oh, white noise and slamming him down. One, two, three. three. And just like that, Cesaro and Seamus go 2 0 up. Do you know now? I've got a feeling. Do you know what? I've got a feeling. I think. Therefore, I am. I think Cesaro and Sheamus build up a little bit of a lead, and then we're going to find out like the last 10 minutes will be the Hardy Boys trying to get it back, you know? We're going to fight against it. Can they not? They hit Swanton Bomb, but it's just. Well, we've still got 20 minutes left. Sheamus again going for a cover on Jeff, but only getting a two count. Two. It doesn't feel like this match has gone on for 10 minutes. But Sheamus going to dive towards Jeff. He ducks out of the way. Can he get the much-needed tag to his brother, Matt? Oh, my gosh. Straight into the ring post. Cesaro checking him now. Cesaro being a good team member. He is throwing Sheamus back in so he can get the tag. But can have to get the tag to his brother. Nope. Yes, he can. Matt hasn't been in there for about eight minutes. But he's coming like a man on fire. Delete, 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 delete. Second one. Headbutts. Now, top turnbuckle. Oh, he's going crazy. Second turnbuckle. 
Oh, and the referee has to pull. <laughs> oh, he's trying to pull him off. Oh, and Matt's got a little bit crazy here. Going to take out, oh, Cesaro. Running bulldog, hits it. Can he get the pin? One, two. Oh. oh. Cesaro managing to kick out. Uh, now Matt on the second right. What's he got planned? Hardy boy's leg drop. Oh. No, elbow to the back of Cesaro's head. Goes for the cover. Too close to the ropes. No, no. Cesaro just kicks out. Uh, Tag, and even though he's been beaten down and Matt's been in the ring for less than two minutes, (laughs) he tags his brother Jeff in. Irish rip to the corner. Oh. Jeff takes out Seamus from the apron. We're going to get a bit of poetry in motion. Bang. Hits its mark. Uh Uh-oh, Cesaro in trouble. Side effects by Matt Hardy. Twist of fate by Jeff. Good night, Cesaro. One, two... Delete. Yeah, I was wrong then. 2-1. <laughs> it's not the first time you've been wrong tonight, is it, James? No, it isn't. Delete, delete, delete. Do now both teams get their breath back just for a couple of seconds? That's Hardy's at the best there, Dan, wasn't it? That is, yeah, you know, it is, to be cliche, poetry in motion from the Hardys. Followed by a couple more moves. <laughs> Followed by a twist of fate. And a side. Well, we asked Seamus as well if they're feeling any side effects. Oh, face first suplex there from Jeff to Cesaro going for another cover. Oh, no, Cesaro managed to kick out. Uh. Oh, my God, but one uppercut just levels Jeff Hardy. Just found himself back in there again. <laughs> Getting beaten down. And now you've got a bit more fresher Seamus. Oh. Jeff Hardy with a mule kick there. Seamus is in the corner. Beaten down by Jeff. Come <laughs> on, son. Oh, double foot stomp to the chest. Typical Jeff fashion. Goes for a cover. Two. Oh. Seamus managing to kick out. Ah. And now we're nearly halfway through this match. Jeff looking to see what the time is. They need to get two fun. Well, they've, they've, we've just seen a match with two falls in. The one before. I like the way you're thinking there, Dan. Now Jeff backing Seamus up into the Hardy's corner. Tags in his brother, Matt. Oh, back first into the turnbuckles. Both Hardy suplex. Oh, here, Matt's going to go for the cover. One, two. Oh, oh. Cesaro in there to break it up. <coughs> up at the last second. The pin up. Oh, Matt, I'm not going to tag Jeff back in. He's just to say, come on. Well, what they got planned here? Poetry in oh. motion. The top rope takes out both Seamus and Cesaro. Well, only one man standing at the moment, and that's Matt Hardy. And now Jeff. And now Seamus. <laughs> But <laughs> and the ref. Yeah, but Cesaro's not. Matt, Jeff, Seamus, and... <sighs> Even the ref's going, delete. Delete! <laughs> delete! Matt throwing Seamus back in. Oh, but Cesaro cuts him off and throws him head first into the Fucking ring post. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Well, that might have broken Matt Hardy there. <laughs> <laughs> All his memories. Uh, Come no. on. Well, there we go, Dan. Count out. Count outs, count. He said the referee was counting delete. He wasn't. He was counting out. Matt Hardy there. 3-1. He's seeing stars. Look at that. He's saying, can you count Cesaro as a team? You know, they're working well as a team together. Seamus distracting the ref. Cesaro capitalising on the distraction. You'd say they're working better than the Hardy boys at the moment. Well, I think the Hardy <laughs> boys are working. Ooh. Kick to the chest. He must have broken a couple of ribs. Now Cesaro going for the cover. Oh, no. Matt kicks out. Oh. <clears throat> Cesaro doing every taunt he knows in his, <laughs> his move set there. Now working on the back. And for the Hardy boys, time. He's running out of him. They're looking at the clock. Matt trying to crawl towards his corner to get a tag into his brother Jeff, but gets cut off by Seamus. And now this is a goose to have a side headlock in a match. Yes. 
because you're wasting time, wearing away, taking away from his partner. Got the right side as it was. Well, I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of Shamer. Matt, to the apron. Get down. Yeah, slow it down, calm it down. Don't want to get disqualified, do you? Now the 10 beats of the Finn Balor. Throws him off into table. Is he going to go for another count out victory? I mean, it worked last time. Yeah, that's what <coughs> Shamer's saying as well. Look, time is on his side. Got time on my side. I got all the time in the world. Shamer's got the tag to Cesaro. Cesaro jumps off the apron and takes out Matt. Oh, fucking hell. Throws him into the barricade at the side of the ring. Delivers an uppercut to put an exclamation point onto it. And that looked dangerous as well. I mean, Sheamus, Cesaro went low then. Fucking hell, they're not that Cesaro tagging in Sheamus. I think the only thing they have in... <laughs> yeah. Desperately trying to get a tag to his brother, Jeff. But Sheamus and Cesaro both just wasting time in the ring. They should try and take a few pages out of Bray's book. <laughs> oh, now Sheamus going to go for the strike. Oh, gets caught with a side effect and get pinned. Oh, no. Sheamus managing to kick out. Ah. Close, but no cigar. I'll be right. Oh, here comes Cesaro. Big boot to Jeff, and now he's got Matt. How's him having a sharpshooter? Is he going to tap out? Drags into the middle of the ring. There comes Jeff. Oh, breaks up the manoeuvre. Where's Sheamus going? To take out Jeff. He goes face canvas. A whip from Cesaro. Into his own corner. Matt is in look at, looking like he's in all sorts of trouble. He is in serious trouble. He's in the wrong part of town now as well. Cesaro started those uppercuts. Upper hoop. Cesaro whip. Ooh. Oh, and Matt's got Cesaro in the pin. Tags in Jeff. Oh. One, two, three. Oh, my word. And the Hardys pull it level with a cheeky pinning combination. That was very innovative. That was very innovative from the Hardys. It was, and they get the full, and they're one behind now. Cesaro maybe got complacent. Cesaro tries following up Jeff, gets an elbow to his face. Oh. Whisper in the wind, goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, oh Cesaro managing to kick out. Ah. <coughs> well, can Jeff get back into this? Look at his time. Look at his time. Look at the time. Six minutes 20. So, what would you say Cesaro Shaver's got to do now, Dan? Just waste. They need to get another victory. You know, you're never certainly winning it if you're 1-0 up. <clears throat> you know, you've got to have at least two in the bag. And that's exactly what they're doing now. The same move that beat him earlier. Oh, oh, but Matt coming in to save the day. Trips up Cesaro. Oh. Jeff with the backslide and the roll-up, but only getting a two count. Two. Inverted atomic drop. Oh. oh. <laughs> Vintage yeah. Jeff Hardy. Follows up with a drop kick and oh. goes for the cover, but only a two. Two. The drop kick, the face, and to the uh, midsection, shall we say? It'd be safe. It was a bit low, but we call it a mid. <laughs> oh, Jeff gets caught with a big boot. Oh. Is that a- like a bro kick, but it's more of a knee. But gets the tag to his brother, Matt, anyway, on his way out. But it doesn't look good for Matt. He's lined up on Seamus' shoulders. Oh, manages to slide down the side. Deliver a kick to Seamus' chest. Oh. oh, Tornado DDT plants Sheamus into the mat. One, two. Oh, Sheamus managing to kick out. Ah, at the last second. Less than five minutes to go. Matt Hardy is calling for a twist of fate. Well, he sees Cesaro coming in out of the corner of his eye. Gets him out of the ring, but gets caught by Sheamus. Goes for the twist of fate, but Sheamus pushes him stern and first into the turnbuckle. Now places him on top. Oh, this ain't going to run well. <laughs> it is. Uh-oh. No, Matt's fighting it. Desperately trying to stop Sheamus from slamming him. Delivers an elbow. Gets out of it. Moonsault. Oh! Ooh, lands it. Goes for the cover. One. 
Oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I think the first one was to check to see if Seamus' shoulders were down, so it was actually a two count. Oh, that's fair enough then. And Jeff kicking Cesaro out of the ring, but still he's wasting time now with a referee. Just under four minutes to go. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Seamus hanging Jeff up on, uh, hanging Matt up on the top rope. Oh, but Matt responds. Big right hands to Seamus. And what the heck is Matt Hardy going to do? Oh! Twist the fate off the top rope. This has got to finish Seamus off. One, two, three. And we are level. Three apiece. Not me and you, James. I'm winning. And just under, well, just over two minutes to go now as well for Shazaro and Seamus. Oh, Matt's calling for the senton bomb. Or the swanton bomb, call it. Seamus barely able to get to his feet before getting knocked down by Jeff. Can the Hardy Boys go into the lead for the first time in this match? What, with two minutes to go, Jeff? Going off the top, no. Oh, Cesaro pulls his buddy out. Both of them get wiped out by Jeff, but this is a perfect location for Seamus and Cesaro to be because they can't be pinned in the ring. That is an excellent point. I don't think Seamus is all there at the moment. He seems a bit out of it. I think he might have landed straight on his face. <laughs> That's just a fate. Obviously a replay because he's not skipping up, is he, you know? <clears throat> no, well, he's... Uh... Oh, Team Extreme... Oh, oh, kick a man whilst he's down. Both Hardys taking out Sheamus. One, two. Oh, oh but Cesaro in again to save the day for Sheamus. Now Jeff takes Matt in. <laughs> yeah. And with a minute to go. Oh, and Matt's been busted open. Oh, my word. Must have got caught with the uppercut. Cesaro hit Matt two. Hardy again. Oh, still staying in it for the Hardys. Well, with 50 seconds to go. They can't stop this now due to the blood. Matt knocks Cesaro off. It's a backslide. Oh, gets pushed into Jeff. Oh. Jeff with the blind tag. Seamus in prime position for a senton bomb. And a Hardy's. Bang. Oh. Hits it. Jeff's got it. Cesaro's Cesaro in. Cesaro was a legal man. Covers Jeff. Oh. For Cesaro to go 4-3 up. I did not see that blind tag, Duck Dan. Stevie Wonder didn't even see that blind tag, my friend. That's <laughs> what you're there for. Jeff can't believe it. And Cesaro. now Cesaro's playing the running game. <laughs> <clears throat> Jeff wants to desperately finish him off. Twist oh, of fate. He's going for the One. cover. <clears throat> oh, but he's out of time. What? So Cesaro and Sheamus retain. Would you think the match, Dan? I thought it was a bloody good match. As far as tag team Ironman matches go, and I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> This was probably the best ever. Now, um, all seriousness, bloody good match between the two of them. You know, I couldn't have asked for anything more in a tag team Ironman match, really. No, you couldn't. It could, well, it, it was really put, it was really put together well, wasn't it? You know, they had the uh, the start of it with Cesaro and Sheamus nicking the pinfall right at the beginning. Who would know they would nick the pinfall right at the end and in between I think it was all good as well I think it's the best match these two teams have had haven't they most definitely yeah and you know for the main card I think it's probably the best match so far you know maybe even you know overall throughout the whole card you know because the Neville Tozawa match was good ending was a bit dodgy but you know it wasn't really long enough you know I say this match was long enough it was a half hour long bloody match (laughs) yeah it definitely told the story didn't it you know most certainly did, yeah, and you know it, it. It's a match that could have gone either way, but for points. Oh yeah, shit. Prediction wise, Dan. Yeah, sorry, I didn't didn't mention it. Yeah, 
All right, we get another point, so you move four through. Your point ahead. Out of a possible, how many points am I? Four, four. You're four out of five. Oh. Yeah, so up next after that, and Dan, I'm not happy. Four, three down, but maybe it can change. Maybe if I can change, you can change, we can all change. I know that was Rocky from Rocky Four. But up next, it is the Women's Championship on the line. Alexa Bliss, the champion, defending against the boss, Sasha Banks. And let's have a look at the promo. My entire life, I've been judged. When I got here, no one expected me to succeed. I came to win and take what I deserve. When I said I was going to become Raw Women's Champion, what did I do? The new Raw Women's Champion. On my first attempt, I won. Alexa Bliss! As I take my rightful place. The future of the Raw Women's Division. else very confident very cocky and you're more dominant than everybody else she is incredibly proficient winning just becomes easy little miss bliss it seems that you have it all twisted oh and now alexa bliss under attack and it looks to me that you have a ring full of women who are ready to throw it down any place and any time well, it looks like Little Miss Bliss is uh, all out of friends. Kurt Angle made this gauntlet match tonight, and the winner will face Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Nia Jax beat Bailey. Mickey James, the million-dollar smile on a wrecking ball. Dana Brooke and Emma, absolutely unstoppable. It's boss time. Nia's in a dominant position, but she can just leave a slight door open. Banks looking for the bank statement. Nia's locked in. Nia's exhausted. Nia's fading. Nia's fading. Sasha Banks just reloaded. Being a champion means proving that you are the best. The major message being sent. Day in and day out. Winning requires strength. Sasha Banks better be careful. As well as intelligence. We're talking about a goddess, the only woman to hold the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. Little Miss Bliss may have better match. There's only one boss in the WWE, and that's me. So here we go, then. Promo down. What did you think of it? Um, well, I think Banks certainly earned her opportunity. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure because Nia Jax was. Dominant throughout that whole gauntlet match, she eliminated everyone, and then she come up last against Sasha Banks, who beat her. Yes, but I think Banks was booked the best she has been since uh, on Raw since she's come up from the NXT roster because it, Nia Jax looked like a monster. She looked like she could beat everybody. We've seen Sasha Banks losing to Nia Jax, and they overcame that, and the crowd was really into it, and it was the main event of Raw, and Banks. Morland held her own. I've said this, you, you and yeah, I have yeah. said this for years. Sasha Banks is a main event talent, not just in the women's division, but overall as well. One of the best characters. The, the boss character is fantastic and it's not been used to its full potential Monday Night Raw, has it? No, no, not at all. She's been teaming with Bailey of recent as well. Bailey got knocked out in the last one. Right, yeah, yeah. By uh, Jax and it was Banks two on one against Jax and Bliss. Yeah. And then, you know... 
Uh, yeah. Led up to this. But what do you think of the, the treatment of when we talk about Banks' treatment? I mean, what about Bailey, Dan? What have they done with her recently? Well, since she got spanked with the kendo stick and <laughs> beat him five minutes very easily, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like Brock Lesnar going against anyone. <laughs> she's the anti-Brock. <laughs> yeah, she. But you know, it has been kind of poor. I think she's too facey to be a legitimate threat. WWE treatment of her, most definitely. I think in NXT, even though she was more facey than ever, I think it really worked for her. I think here, they, they don't know how to use her correctly. Uh, they talk about, you know, kissing Corey Graves. Maybe that's her first kiss ever, maybe going that way. Virgin. Oh. Well, Dad. Bailey also saying um, that, you know, think of maybe going hill. I don't think a hill turn would work for Bailey. No. I think she needs to do what she was doing in NXT. I think they need to get back on track. But we're not talking about Bailey now. We're talking about Bliss and Banks. And uh, this is going to be, you know, this could potentially be a huge match, Dan, seeing as the scores are 4-3 to you. Who have you gone for in this match? Prediction-wise here, well, I love Sasha Banks, don't get me wrong. But I think it's too early in the feud for Banks to beat Bliss. I think Bliss still needs some time. But I think the feud will continue. So I've gone, Dan. Bliss retains. You can fuck off. I'll see that. Um, well... In the theory of betting, because that is classed as a double spread, you should only get half a point for that. No, because you didn't get half a point for Jinder Mahal last month. There's this reason Retains came I back. I didn't win, though. You, you did. Jinder Mahal won the match, so you got the point for that still. So if we're, if we're arguing semantics over it, the whole point of me stopping Retains is because you were bitching and moaning, yet you used it last month. So, Dan, this is all your fault. And by your moaning, who have you gone for? I guess you've gone Sasha Banks then. I've gone for Bliss. So what's the fucking problem then? So if Bliss well, wins... I've not gone for Bliss to retain... Which yours is a double spread because you're covering banks to win, but to win by default or disqualification. Which is exactly the same as you done last month for Jinder Hall, yeah? Well, no, because I no. had it in brackets. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a you loosed out brackets. shot. It was a loosed out shot at you, to be fair. <laughs> and now it's come back to bite you, hasn't it? Because if- Well, okay, after we've had one each, we can address it after this. Yeah, all right, because the thing is, is banks and bliss feud will continue. And I don't but think... you've gone, in the world of betting... Yeah, no, no we're not talking about the world no. of betting, well, but it's what well, you correct went... correct me if I'm wrong, but in the world of betting, you've gone for a double spread. Have you not? I've gone you've for... Gone for you've gone for win or draw in Bliss's favour. No, because the thing is as well, is that you could do that... For, okay, if you want to do that, then if Bliss was win by pin, made the point for me. Because in my mind, I've gone for a disqualification or count out so in future references then, if you... So I should have really gone Banks, but the thing is about it... Yeah, exactly. But with Banks, you're going three okay, ways as well, well, aren't you? Because if Banks would have... If Bliss had got disqualified, Banks would have it that way. If Banks would have got a pinfall, do you know what I mean? So there's three ways she could win. Yeah, and there's more ways that Bliss could win. Like count out, okay, disqualification, but Banks could do pinfall, same. submission, running away, you know, dislocating her shoulder. If, if Banks gets injured or gets counted out or disqualified and Bliss was to win, then that would count for you. But if it's a double double count out, Bliss would win. Yeah. Well, this is if why... If it's a I'm... disqualification in either way, Bliss would win. That's what I'm talking about. The whole point of the retains thing is that that was something that you used last month that I've used this month because this was one of the matches I'm not sure about. I mean, we could discuss it if you want to do just a retains card where you can use it once in a pay-per-view or not at all. But the rules have got to be down. They've got to be fair, haven't they? And there's got to be one rule for one and they've got to be all, you know... Well, I mean? if you bring up my predictions, it was in brackets and it was a loose <laughs> shout-out to you. But you still got the point for that. I didn't say, oh, because you put that, you only get half a point. Well, you could have done. <laughs> I didn't stop you. 
Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it because I went gender whore anyway because I kind of guessed what would happen at ringside. This is what all predictions about. And oh my God, what the hell has happened? It looks like Bliss in the early going. Oh, she was faking it because she's double jointed. Well, excellent point, Dan. We have seen that before on SmackDown. It's not being used a lot. And she also has done it before in NXT. So that's a little bit Bliss can do. And like you say, got hypermobility there. And in the early going, Banks seems to be in complete control this, Dan. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> Let's talk wrestling. <laughs> and she needs to get out of her ass if she wants to beat Banks. But if both women get counted out, James wins by default. Yeah. Because he's a cock. Well, Bliss there finally showing something in this match and pulling Banks off the apron after Banks in the first five minutes. It's been all her. Out wrestling Bliss and Bliss has been on the run. And for a new champion, you know, Banks is a huge threat. So keys to victory, Dan, what does uh, Bliss have to do if she wants to walk out with the women's title? She has to keep up her wily ways and uh, use her any means necessary to beat Banks because, you know, we all know Banks is a legitimate threat and on her day could beat Alexa Bliss. Yeah, but what does Banks, what would Sasha Banks have to do then if she wanted to beat uh, Bliss in this one? She just has to be the boss and keep eyes in the back of her head for Bliss's wily ways. Yeah, really. We've seen it already as well, like you say, with that uh, dislocation of the elbow, Bliss. She's improving every week as well, isn't she? She is indeed, yeah. yeah. Is she still your favourite? Oh, Bliss? Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, we've been impressed with her. She was very green. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, my f- for females, yeah, she yeah. is my favourite. Yeah. No, because we've seen... The good thing about us watching NXT as well is that we see Bliss from the early going when she first debuted in there. Uh, uh, what she did, and then coming up to the main roster. We're not giving a lot of chance last year, but it's kind of grown into one of the uh, must-see acts in the women's division here, especially on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, you know, she's certainly developing a, her own character, and I think it definitely works for her as well. Yeah, and you see the viciousness there of pulling Sasha Banks back with that submission, working the lower back where Banks has had problems before. I think one of the things you can say about Sasha, she's a little bit injury prone. Is that is that actually fair to say or she just suffers a lot of injuries? It is fair to say, yeah. But again, you know, she puts it on the line every time she's out there. Yeah. You kind of expect that with her. Yeah, she does wrestle like a guy and that's not uh, bad. So is Bliss there with a nice uh, back breaker slash neck breaker. So Dan, does this feud, we've talked about it a lot, does this feud even matter? Does Are you emotionally invested into it? It can matter. Not quite matter, but it can matter. <laughs> you know, if... If they take it down the right path, you know, it could be a very good feud between the two. Potentially even with Sasha Banks ending up winning the women's title, you know, over time. But again, you know, you, you can never be too sure on how WWE play, plays things out. Yeah, uh, and, and the thing is, my hope has been for a few months now as well. It's like, it heals Sasha Banks versus Bailey for the, for the championship. But Bliss has kind of thrown herself into that picture now. And she's like, we're talking about indispensable member. And I think Banks' victory, I think this is good because it's a new feud. We haven't really seen this, have we? You know, we haven't seen Bliss versus Banks. No. So it does bring a new uh, look into it as Banks there. Oh, my God. Suplexes Bliss into that bottom turn. Trying to change the tide of things. But both women are down, a bit spent. But Banks got a little bit of separation now after the Bliss onslaught the last five minutes. Because she capitalised on it. It looks like Bliss is going to be getting up first. But we know how dangerous the bank statement is for Sasha. <laughs> Irish rip reversal by Bliss, sending Banks into the corner, but she runs into Banks' feet. It's taken down. And now Banks is on the front foot. Front foot. Yeah, look at Sasha catching Bliss's right leg. Oh, my God. 
Did you see Turn your leg down and it was sort of a GTS. <laughs> For a knee. Now she's got bliss up. Oh. Duplex there from Bank. Now what can Sasha do? Oh. oh. Bounces off the rope and delivers a running knee. Oh my God, we might have a new women's champion. Oh. Kick out. Uh. Bliss saving herself in the match. Come on, Bliss. What is it? Like a Canadian destroyer or sunset flip off the second rope onto Banks, but couldn't keep her down. Kick out. Uh, and then she throws a bitch fit in the corner because she couldn't keep her down. <laughs> Christian. <laughs> it was Ala Christian. Oh, and now Alexa to the top. She's going to look for the sparkle splash. Excellent. <laughs> oh. Banks with the knees up straight into the bank statement. Could this be over? Oh, my God. Well. Double jointed elbow to poke her in the eye. Exactly. She's stuck in the middle of the ring. Bank statement on. I think Pioneer Bliss is going to tap. No, she's trying to crawl to that bottom rope. I'll be happy if it finishes like this because <laughs> neither of us will get the point. Yeah, exactly. Oh, look at Banks. Just pushing away that rope. Oh, no. Fair play to Alexa Bliss there, showing her toughness to get to that bottom rope and breaking the submission. Now she rolls out the way, just separation. Oh, and Banks was trying to separate Bliss's arm off her head then, or shoulder. But Bliss, Vicious there by Bliss. Hanging Banks up on the bottom rope. Now Bliss has got Banks on the outside. What's she going to do with her? Oh! Throws her into that barricade. Well, Banks reversed it into the... Uh, throwing Bliss into the barricade, shall I say. I think it went head first. And then wafer thin mats there. <laughs> Not really protecting her much from the concrete ground underneath. Well, I think if Sasha Banks can get Bliss in the ring, we might have a new women's champion. And here we go. Referee breaks the referee's count. Oh no, Bliss managing to kick Banks away. Referee's counting. Banks going to grab Bliss outside. Bliss meets her with a slap. I'm not like this, Bliss. Uh, Bliss not like this, Bliss. Yeah. She don't look like she wants any of it, Dan. And there it is. I'm not like this. And there it is. <laughs> well, all your bitching and moaning and calm. And it is for a good fucking reason. Well, Bliss retains. <laughs> James gets half a point. No, I get the full point. Thank you very much. You we got to that. We got to half that. Half a point. <laughs> four each now, Dan. No, three and a half. Fucking to four. Hell. Well, Bliss, I, I tell you, I tell you, I didn't think that was going to happen. That's why I called it for. That's prediction leagues mean so much. It's all right. You get your bonus leagues down the line with your tournaments and stuff. But when it comes to calling what happens on the W pay-per-view, Bliss walks out and Banks now is going to go chasing after her. <coughs> See, look, Banks knows. Well, so, James is a cunt. You know, Banks goes running after Bliss and throws her in the side of the stage. But Bliss, to her credit, not giving up. And now both of these women fighting to the announce table. You better get out of the way, Booker. Booker, they're coming for you, man. And now what's Bliss going to do? Oh, my God. Precarious position. Bliss saying, yeah, this is hers. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh! Too off the announce table. Oh! Takes her down with the knees. Fucking hell. I think that was bad for Sasha Banks. <laughs> All that way down. I mean, about 20 feet up there. Straight on concrete. It's got to be at least 30 feet up. My God. And Sasha Banks sending a message. To Alexa Bliss, this is not over. My word. What do you think of the match, James? Uh, I don't think it was a bad match. I mean, they got a bit of time, didn't they? I think it was over 10 minutes. And uh, I think the action was back and forth. The finish was weak, even though I was happy to see it. But I, I thought they had quite good chemistry. Dan, I don't know what you thought. Well, even though Sasha Banks won. <laughs> yeah. And you still get a point for it. What do you think of the match, Glum Chub? I thought it was shit. The ending was <laughs> stupid. If Bliss was going to win, she should have won. Banks is a cunt. Bliss is a cunt. 
No, the match weren't too bad. It was a good bit of back and forth between the two, as you mentioned. And, you know, the ending, you could tell Banks was pissed off about the way that that match finished. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah, I know. Like you, you are annoyed, but hopefully you can cheer up as you go along. There's still a lot to play for, Dan. But that does mean I go level with you now at four points apiece. And we've still got a couple of huge matches. You've got Universal title on the line, Joe Lesnar, and, of course, the ambulance match. As well, and, and I think the real hit of this pay for you, the Intercontinental title match of the Miz versus Ambrose for the, the 16,000th time here tonight, Dan. Don't worry, Dan, it's always battleground in a couple of weeks. <laughs> All the champions retain because you get more of a fucking chance if you do that. Who's retains again? It's banned. <laughs> eh? It's banned. So retains is banned now, yeah? yeah. All right, okay, I agree with that. Because it covers too much. Oh, okay. So you shouldn't have used it last month, right? You've learnt your lesson now. <laughs> Well, you've used it for years. I use it once and I've fucking got a lesson to learn. No, I used it. it I used it in 2015. You used it every fucking opportunity. No, I didn't. I used it in 2015 and you bitched and moaned about it. And then after all that, oh, the dust had settled. And yet you've used it 50 million times. I did. I use it once and yet it's my fault for using it. You, I I haven't used it in two years on the podcast. Hella hell, hell can yeah, I be using it every week? I haven't. Go you back and listen to it. 50 million times. Look, everybody at home, go back and listen to all the old podcasts and you realise that Dan is wrong and James is right. Much like it is on the pay-per-view predictions So would anyway. you say that I've used <laughs> the retains as many times as you? Uh, no, I've probably no, used so, it. So, so you used it four times to my one? No, you're free. You used it. Used it you used it a couple of times back when. Yeah, no. back when I was doing it. No. That's how you beat Jared a couple of times. Jarrah's don't count. Yeah, Jared does count. Right. I mean, he beat you, don't forget, as well. I mean, you know. Oh, well, when he beat me at Royal Rumble after the pay-per-view had happened. Look, we're not talking about Jared, Dan. We're just going to... Const- you bought him up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know why you're talking about You're not in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you what's happened. You brought Jared up. You, you were in a great mood starting off pay-per-view. It looks so good for you, you know, especially when Bray beat Rollins and, and you were in my face about it. And this is what, this is what happens, you know. So anyway, we've seen highlights of the earlier kickoff match between Tazara and Neville, which had another weak finish. The finish has not been great tonight, let's be fair. Apart from, I would say, the tag team match. Let's hope it can improve. So we see Tazara backstage still holding his midsection. We're saying it's earlier tonight. And he says to Titus that you saw what happened. It was a low blow. You're my manager. Make it right. I want a rematch. you think that's fair, Dan? Most definitely, yeah. It's not the first time we've seen Neville using Wiley tactics to retain or win his title. Yeah, you know, to title. He has been dominant, as we saw, you know, Austin Aries for that feud, you know, taking the easy way out, disqualification. But speaking of championships, the Intercontinental title is going to be on the line next as the Miz coming out. He gets more people every week, doesn't he? You know? <laughs> Another one of your favourites, Dan. I'm sure this is going to cheer you up. Here comes the Miz with Maurice and Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, the Misteraj. Uh I know this is a question I think I know the answer to. Dan, what do you think of the Misteraj? I think they're cunts. <laughs> they're completely wasted. You know, you had one bloke who remodelled himself after his dad and his granddad. And you had one man who's a former NXT champion. His brother's doing great things. His dad done great things. And he's just following some fucking bellend around. Yes, but... Uh, I mean, I can't argue there. I think Curtis Axel's got great upside as well. I'm a huge fan of him. But Bo Dallas, I mean, week after week, he's starting to look more whitey. If it was me, if I was booking it, I and if Bray is getting treated the way he was and he's not going to be a main eventer, 
Why not put Bo Dallas with Bray Wyatt, change Bo's name, have a tag what, team with Change brothers? it to Sister Abigail. So, yeah, she had a sex change. No, not Sister Abigail, but one of his many, you know, one of his family members. What? How did he get Luke Harper and Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman to begin with? They were outsiders, outcasts. He brought them into the family, you know, and christened them. That was to see that on screen and then move it on because you know they've got the chemistry anyway. I think it can only be a good thing, you know. I mean, Curtis Axe was trying to look like Michael Bisping. And if we don't know that, the UFC middleweight champion. And at the moment, I don't think it's going to cut it. But then again, it's another excuse for Miz to be Intercontinental Champion. And that's why I've gone the Miz retains. <laughs> no, no I, I, have, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> but, I mean, speaking about the feud going into this one, I see Dean Ambrose come out. Uh, I have, I'm not happy. We spoke about this in length last month, didn't we? The continuing feud between Miz and Ambrose. I mean, we even saw them at Raw Live, didn't we? Going for the Intercontinental yeah. title. And, and yet it seems month after... Well, they just seem to connect it and it's not a good thing. You know, I'd like to see him going against other people. But again, since the brand split, since he's moved over with the Miz, who can he legitimately be? I mean, you know, there's a lot of monsters yeah. on Raw that he wouldn't be allowed, allowed to beat. Reigns... Bray Wyatt, he wouldn't be able to, you know, I don't think he'd be allowed to beat him, seeing as though Seth wasn't allowed to beat him earlier. Oh, yeah. The only upside to this is if they would form a Shield 2.0, but, you know, I think that's been shut down before it's even got any momentum. Mm. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Ambrose. I mean, do you class Dean Ambrose, I know you're a fan, do you class him as a main eventer, or is he a mid-card? He's a mid-carder that should be a main eventer. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think Ambrose... I, I think the WWE's treatment of him is not the best, but I think... God. But again, you know, they're protecting their Hill champions. This is exactly the same thing that they're doing with Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly giving yeah. him chance after chance after chance. And don't get me wrong, you know, I'm one of Randy Orton's biggest fans, but they've got two twats beside him, distracting him, and, you know, the referee never sees it. And I agree with that. I tell AJ... Oh, shit. Yeah, AJ Styles is the only face champion in the entire WWE. Usos, Hills, aren't they? Sheamus Cesaro, Hills. Lesnar, Hill. Naomi. Na- Na- oh, Naomi. Naomi and Styles are the two only face champions. Even in NXT, authors of pain, rude. Oscar. And Oscar, you could argue, couldn't you? But She's a feel. D- again, but a dominant champion who, you know what I mean? And to try and find challenge like Brock Lesnar, to find someone who can actually go with her. Uh, and to have that level of protection, yeah, because now you've got Maurice, you've got um, Axel, and you've got Bo, all at ringside to cause distraction. And and it, I think WWE could do something more original with it, you know what I mean, rather than the constant uh, interference. But anyway, Dan, prediction-wise, who have you gone for in this one? <laughs> Why have you gone Miz? Numbers advantage. It's pure and simple, not because he's a better wrestler, not because he deserves it more, but just because of the numbers. Would you want to see an end of this feud here tonight? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, be it Miz winning. But then again, if Miz wins and he does get help from his Miz Tourage <laughs> or Damien Miz Dow or any other fucking twatty partner that he's been put with, uh, you know, he doesn't deserve it. And it is getting frustrating and annoying. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the Miz is a great character that he had on SmackDown last year when he had the problem with Brian as in the kind of champion worked. And I think they're trying to recreate that now. And I just don't think it's working. Uh, but I think The Miz is a good hand. But, I mean, this feud is, like we say, it's it's just, it's samey. And no matter what these two do in the ring, 
I don't think there's be anything we haven't seen before, you know? Yeah. Unless maybe a weapons match or something like this with tables involved. But then again, we know Ambrose, we've seen that in the past with him as well, you know? But then there would be no disqualification and then them two twats at his ringside could still get involved. Yeah. Well, it's uh, interesting to think, though, like you say, it's a three-on-one advantage, maybe down the line. I mean, but I wouldn't want to see the Shield come back with <laughs> against Midstead. Do you oh, know what I mean? Man. Like, my God, no. Like, uh, then again, is there any three-man team? New Day, maybe? But then again, I don't think that feud would work. But, yeah, prediction-wise, I've gone the Miz as well. Uh, it, I think it's obvious, you know. I don't think Ambrose is going to be the Nikonov champion tonight. Maybe sometime soon. I don't know. He deserves more. Uh, but I think the lunatic fringe aspect of him, I don't know. He's just... It's gone a little bit. Miz to the top now, and he's been all over Dean Ambrose in the early going of this match. Dean Ambrose tried knocking dirty deeds early on. Miz gets out of it. Lovely swing and net breaker from Ambrose, though. But I think that's Ambrose's best chance of walking out here as champion here tonight. Just a victory out of nowhere, you know, like a, a dirty deeds or a quick roll-up so no one can actually interfere before it's too late. Yeah, but what would happen if he does, does hit the dirty deeds? Marisa get up on the fucking ring apron. <laughs> the referee would go over to her because he's obviously not concerned about what goes on in the ring. M2 Bellens on ringside, involved, costing the match. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it, is, it has... This is something we've got to talk about as well. Has pay-per-views became, uh, become too predictable you know I mean at the moment apart from the last match Dan you were on for a perfect score as well so that's gone away those chances but that's what I'm saying the 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 way the storylines are but have they become too obvious as Ambrose hits the suplex off the top rope gonna get down Ooh. well the only thing you know is that if a hill has got loads of people in his corner no matter what happens in the match they always overcome because of distraction because of someone getting involved because of this, because of that, and the referee never sees it and never throws them out. Yeah. Do you think it's time that we had second a second referee or video re- referee, Dan? I just think they should have proper matches between two wrestlers. You you're, know, you're, you're crazy, man. <laughs> back in the day, if you know two wrestlers had a problem, they'd sort it out between each other, and they'd come to an amicable resolution of it. You know, the Rock and Austin weren't too bothered about if they had an undefeated streak this that and the other and that's I think they're too concentrating on the numbers now you yeah. know they're not they're, they're too protecting of their bigger stars well this is why we're, we're hoping to see oh my god or they protect the wrong big stars yeah no, I think that's you true know, and they don't protect the right one well I think he should have been protected for a while but you know it did start off like that and then just dwindled out yeah and someone like Roman Reigns has got a great win-loss record on Raw does he really need it you know yeah. because of the, the stature he's in and, and other people we've seen in the past from previous Royal Rumbles you know like Triple H his treatment when he comes back and he's suddenly all dominant does he really need so many victories and so many eliminations of younger wrestlers you know and WrestleMania season comes around and it's the same guys every year in that position and people like Dean Ambrose will be on the kickoff show you know but anyway back to the match and Ambrose a little bit of trouble here Dan yeah, well, he got hung up in a tree of woe. Miz went for his legs, and it looks like his face has been busted open. The Miz going for the figure four leg lock. Oh, my God. Middle of the ring now. Like you say, that might be internal bleeding there for Ambrose. Most definitely. He did get hit hard in the leg. He did. <laughs> so, you know how that happens. Uh, I'm not a doctor, of course, but that's why I've got Dan here. Well, I'm no medical professional, but he <laughs> leads. Yeah, it's fact. Anyway, <laughs> and Ambrose, can he get to the rope? He's struggling. Like we are watching this match. Come on, Ambrose. 
Paul Ambrose breaks up. But that leg could be seriously damaged. And, oh, as I say that. Okay, that's a bit stupid. Yeah, Ambrose starting to get up and then falls down. I mean, that leg is in serious trouble. Can the Miz put him away? But even in this type of match, it should be all Dean Ambrose and then one of the outside help costing him the victory. Yeah. Hence why he's got him there. It shouldn't be all the Miz. Dean Ambrose gets a little bit of come up and he gets help to win it anyway. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's, yeah, it's it's showing how weak Dean Ambrose actually is as well. Like, even on a one-on-one, you get best of the Miz. And the Miz doing his best. Daniel Bryan now with the kicks right to the chest of Ambrose. He's got a big knockout one now. Oh, Ambrose ducks it, slaps him around the face, calls him towards him. The Miz, oh, goes for Ambrose. Ambrose sidesteps. The Miz hits the middle turnbuckle. Yeah, he got hung up on the top rope there. Ambrose Ooh. up top with a big elbow, goes for the cover. Oh. But the Miz managing to kick out. Ah, just at the last second there as well. And Ambrose holding the left leg. He's in serious trouble. But don't you think this makes the Miz look weaker and weaker every time he wins? He wins with the help of either yeah. Maurice. Or some other twat in his yeah. corner. Alex Riley would be another guy who had had Miz's back for two years. And that Damian didn't work Sandow. out. Exactly. Miz now. Maurice now for a couple of years. Only with John Morrison. Ruth. Yes. Yeah. Everybody. You know. Exactly. A big show. Look. Again. Well, Maurice up on the apron. <laughs> obviously not seeing what the fucking Miz Taraj were doing. Matt, you know, Dean Ambrose managed to fight him off. Yeah, he is. I know, but still, the numbers go. Referee not doing his job. Ambrose up. Oh! Takes out all three. Miz, uh, Axel, and Bo Dallas. Went down like Skittles there. Now Maurice checking the seat. Why well, don't you get on the apron and distract the referee, you twat? Ambrose. <laughs> Can he throw Miz in, get the pin before the Miz Taraj recovers? Goodness gracious. Ambrose up now. Another elbow. Oh, Miz catches him. Going for the skull crushing finale. But, oh, oh. Miz reverses it. Someone's going to lift his leg onto the rope. Yeah. Ambrose turns it into the Dirty Deeds and too close to the rope. Oh. And Maurice was there to lift Miz's foot onto the bottom rope. But to be fair to I mean, we saw about Miz look weak. He's never been a serious threat, has he? Even if he, could he retained the title against Cena at WrestleMania. But that was thanks to The Rock as well. So he's not really... <laughs> he struggled beating the King in the ladder match, didn't he? <laughs> Miz... Uh... Oh, Ambrose going for the suicide dive, taking the Miz out, but his leg, I think it's taking his toll on it. It is, and uh, probably not the best strategy there, but Ambrose doesn't get the victory at any means. Axel's up now. Cause a distraction. Curtis in the ring. Into the ring. Oh, look. Oh, Bo, back of the head to Ambrose. Miz. Skull crushing. Can he get the pin? One, two. two. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that just complete shit, though? <laughs> Really? Really? It is awful. I'm not going to lie to you. It is terrible. Uh, yes. So, Dan, exactly what you said. Look, discre- distraction by uh, two people there. Well, f- three people's interference in the match. And the Miz wins. So, four on one advantage there. Miz walks out in the kind of champion. Dan, what did you think of the match? Complete shit. Because exactly how every other of Miz's matches has gone down just makes him look like a twat it makes the former nxt champion look like a twat former intercom look like a twat and that fucking blonde bit of fanny on his arm look like a complete cunt and all they look all look like twats <coughs> and it's making dean ambrose look like a twat in the process 
So out of there, there's like five twats. And the referee's a twat for not seeing anything <laughs> as well. Six twatometer there. Uh, highest rating a twat Dan has ever given in the WNR podcast history. Uh, I thought you were annoyed at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, but my God, Dan, you've taken it to a new level now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a bad, bad match. I mean... But we have seen him wrestle so many times, and like I said, we're not going to deliver anything new. Standard, loads of interference. Well, it does mean for the scores, though, we both get another point, Dan. So we go five points apiece heading into the uh, two big main event matches. And surely next will be the ambulance match, Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. So let's have a look at the promo. The monster among men. Oh my god! I want more competition. Here comes the big dog with a purpose. Trying to take down the monster of a man. few things in this world that I like more than hurting Roman Reigns. is on a different level. championship because this is my yard oh my god it's Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe from behind Roman Reigns is in shock Joe with the clutch locked in Roman Reigns may be out and he's out Roman you seem to forgotten I'm not finished with you I'll see you at Great Balls of Fire in an ambulance match! Oh my the god, Strowman just heaved Reigns off the side of the ambulance! At Great Balls of Fire, I'm going to end Roman Reigns. In 
at Grey Balls of Fire. I'm gonna take you straight to hell because this is my yard. Spear! Reigns is speared! Strowman off the stage! Strowman's on his feet! How does Reigns get that huge man in the back of an ambulance? So, Dan, what do you think of the promo? Um, yeah, you know, it's it's another one of them feuds that's been going on for a little bit of time now. Uh, both big men trying to come over as a dominant monster on Raw. Not quite sure, you know, how they're going to go with this one. You know, what they're going to do after these two guys have gone together. But, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting to see. Well, we were meant to have the ambulance match last month, weren't we, with these two? Because they, uh, they feuded, of course, had that match at Payback. And Strowman was out. They said six months. He was back within six weeks. Uh, came back in the ambulance, and that's why, you know, attacking Roman Reigns. Interesting, though, the promo. Reigns saying he can't be beaten one-on-one. And we've spoken about the amount of people that can't actually win a match one-on-one tonight. Yeah. You know, Reigns saying that. And he's backing up at the moment. So he's going one-on-one with Braun Strowman here. I think this should be an enjoyable match. I mean, Strowman the monster. What are your thoughts on him, you know, the past year or so? Um, I think he's certainly done better since leaving the Wyatt, you know, coming out on his own monster. But he's not really had many challenges. You know, he's obliterated Kaliso, which isn't hard. He's obliterated easy tag teams, which isn't hard. I think, you know, his only test so far has been Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, he failed at the Rumble, didn't he? Lost to Reigns, uh, lost to Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Since then, he's been a little bit more dominant, you know, match Who won that show. Memorial Battle uh, Royal? Well, let's listen to Roman Reigns' entrance, Dan, eh? And let's not talk about that. You better believe that, Dan. Race is coming out. Well, since 2000, the man has not got a cheer. <laughs> well, uh, well, when boos are all together, I think it's called a chorus of boos. And I think that's what we're hearing for Roman Reigns. Ooh. But I'd like to go around and individually ask all the booers why they boo for Roman Reigns. It would be interesting today. Do you think they just do it because... Yeah, you know what I mean? If someone... The majority if, of them do it because everyone else does and the Smarks do it because they know everything better than everyone else. Yeah, we got to boo the big baby faces. Did you boo or cheer Roman Reigns when you saw him? I think I cheered him. <laughs> Did you cheer him? I haven't I... got any problem with Roman Reigns though. I ain't going to boo him just for the sake of other people booing him. Yeah. You know, you can't boo a character for the way... The writers have to put him across, and, you know, in my opinion, I don't think he's done much wrong. No, I, I don't think he has either. He's, he's proven to be uh, quite a good wrestler. He's had really good matches. The character works as well. You know, Reigns, now it's his yard. Uh, I just think it's, I don't know, uh, the, like you say, I think it's the smart fans who think it's funny to boo who Vincent Mann deems as the next big star in WWE, much like they did John Cena, you know? Yeah, but, you know, now he gets quite a positive reaction. Yeah, I mean, Reigns will... Get the respect from the hardcore fans eventually. It's just going to take a long time. You know, it might be 10 years until he's coming out to his again. Or it could go the Batista way, you know. I mean, when he came back and he was met with, with booze as well, it was because they just didn't respect him. Sometimes you can't win the respect of the crowd. So it would be difficult to see what they do with Reigns. Well, James, this is a fifth ambulance match. So what are your predictions? Well, and I will tell you, I have gone for... Roman Strowman. I've gone for Braun Strowman here in this match. Dan, who have you gone for in this, what is to be an epic ambulance match? I have gone for Strawn Broman. <sighs> Strawn Broman. All right. Any, I think with a feud, Reigns has been on top of the majority of it. Yes, the stunts have gone Strowman's way, 
But I think Braun needs the victory tonight. I think he will put Reigns away because it's not going to be a pinfall, is it? This is a gimmick match where he, Reigns could lose, still not be pinned and still say... Oh, I reckon Strowman's going to obliterate Roman. You reckon it's going to be like it was at the last... Uh, well, you know, it took him less than a minute to get him down and into the back of an yeah. ambulance in like the build-up to this. So, yeah. That's the way it's going to go tonight. Roman's not really going to have a leg to stand on. Yeah, well, you went Reigns last time, these two men fought. And then when Reigns came all bandaged up. In this match, Dan, it's going to be, like you say, two big men. What does Strowman have to do if he wants to win? Um, choose his size advantage, really. You know, it's, I, I don't really think Strowman has got too much going for him, apart from his size. Well, I think he needs to start quickly. You know, maybe hit a few clotheslines in the corner to Reigns, trying to beat him down straight away. And a bit up the majority of the match as well. Strowman just needs to be on it. Can't let Reigns recover at all, can he? You know, because we know how tough and how much of a beating Roman Reigns can take. He has got a big heart. He's got a huge heart, Dan. You know, he was the heart of the Shield. When you think about it, if uh, Ambrose was the brains and Rollins was the architect, and Strowman pushing Reigns to the outside. But again, you know, if Roman wants to win this, I think he's going to have to use some weapons because they are legal in this match. Anything. It's everything, everything legal in this match, Dan. I presume so. So anything goes. And Reigns already feeling his chest. He might have caved. Strowman might have caved the chest in already, Dan. He could have broken ribs. And when a rib breaks, it could, you know, punch you your lung. Exactly. And he could have internal bleeding. And internal bleeding is the worst thing. Or hyperextension of the ribs as well. Uh-oh. Oh, but Rain, uh, but Strowman there regaining his composure and ramming Reigns into the ring post. And he's got him by the vest. <laughs> oh, throws him into the steel stairs. I will say something for uh, Braun Reigns. is the fact of they do take a lot of punishment. You know, like I say, the end of the last match they had, Braun absolutely assaulting Reigns with the stairs. And Reigns actually, even though he's a star, say, no, just beat the shit out of me. You know, it's, it's just all right. Oh, and Strowman picking up those stairs. They must weigh 400 pounds. But he's throwing them about as if they weigh nothing. Exactly, and it hits Reigns twice in the head. Will he make it thrice? No. Well, he's dragging them around with him. It looks like he's going to go for a third shot. Here we go. Reigns against the ring post, but he ducks and... <laughs> oh, that, had, uh, that should have hurt uh, Strowman. But Reigns goes against the opposite ring post or the next ring post along. Strowman comes charging towards him. Reigns ducks out the way and Strowman hits the ring post. Yeah, and then Strowman back on the eighth trying to come back in. Gets caught with a big kick by Reigns. Or kick to the midsection, kick to the chin. Big strikes as well by Reigns, but can't knock the giant down, not even with the clothesline. Is he going to take a Superman punch or three? Big wind up now, ducks Strowman's punch. Oh, but gets caught by the big man. <laughs> and just plunge like a face first choke slam into the mat. I mean... What Braun does isn't pretty. He's, but... he's, he's got a bowling shoe, ugly offence. Yeah. But, but it is effective. Exactly, yeah. And now Strowman. He's dragging a limp Roman, depositing him into the ambulance early. He's carrying Roman up, doesn't it? He, yes. he did, yeah. He did have him safely. Tucked him over his right shoulder. And now he's just uh, slowly taking him up to the ambulance. Reigns with the backslide and goes back towards the ring, as far away from the ambulance as he can be. But a defiant Roman Reigns, saying, look, we're going to fight it in my yard. Exactly. I'll beat you in my yard and I'll put you in that ambulance. But you've got to wonder the extent of the injury to Reigns already. Lower back and mm. chest. Reigns can barely stand. Strowman's running about as if he's you know, not had any punishment whatsoever. But I think Reigns taking it up a level now. Oh, going for a Samoan drop. Struggling to get Strowman up. Oh! Delivers it. <laughs> Still a kick out. Ah. <laughs> 
But then, you know, that's the thing. It's like John Cena looks like he would have had him Strowman up on his shoulder quite easily. Yeah. Roman struggled. Oh, and Roman there dodged a bullet with Strowman come running in, hitting the ring post. I think the ring moved a bit there with Braun's impact. I know where Roman's going. Where is Roman going? He's going for his drive-by. Oh, big kick to the elbow of Strowman, the elbow that kept him out for six weeks. No, it must be this one. And Reigns, exactly that. He's got the uh, target on the arm now, rattling against the ring post. But how do you take out a monster like Strowman? No, you're going to have to try and come down. Aren't you working the arm, maybe working the leg? Just dismantle him. Work the body and the head will fall off, you know? Eventually. But as Reigns got it in him, and what's he looking for underneath the ring? Chair. Was that arm against the ring post as well? Oh! Oh, he must have broken it. <laughs> well, chair to the arm against the ring post and make that twice. And like I say, Strowman will be struggling with that. But Roman, he's still struggling to move around. Well, he, <laughs> to he's, move around. He's using the chair as a walking stick, isn't he? <laughs> he is, yes. <laughs> Helping him out. Strowman, to his credit, he's back on his feet again. And he's got evil in his eyes. Reigns. Oh! <laughs> he lifts his arm up to block the chair shot. And, wow, you know, Roman Reigns looks like he's just uh, pissed on a petrol bonfire. Oh, my gosh. Strowman's saying it doesn't hurt. Well, he is a monster. <laughs> Hit me, you son of a bitch. Catches the chair, drags it out of Roman's hands and throws him into the barricade. Oh my God, he strowmaned up there, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Just throwing reins around as if he was a cruiser. There you go, getting introduced to the lights and the uh, the barricade. Still barricade there, so even tougher than the uh, barricade around the ring, Dan. Yep, making his way to the ambulance, throwing reins up the entrance rampway. Ramp. Well, we saw Bliss and Banks over by the announce table earlier. Now Strowman and Reigns up here. This is not going to end well for someone. Maybe both men. Who knows? Yeah, screen don't look good. <laughs> no, I'm afraid you did. Well, Strowman throwing Roman into the stage. And like you said, Dad, it's like throwing... It's like you throw me into a 100-inch screen right in front. I would not like that. And now Strowman's going over to the announce table. I guess he's monitoring the situation. <laughs> Well, goodness gracious, Dan. He ain't going to be able to powerbomb me from there onto the table, surely. Don't call me Shirley. Is he going to powerbomb on the table or through the stage? Well, what? he's got him up on his shoulders looking to carry him over there. Roman with the backslide again. Catch him with a big uppercut. And that rocked the big man. And Reigns is using all this power in that right hand, knocking straight. Oh, a third shot. And now they're like nearly ambulance on the other side of the stage. Oh, and Strowman throwing Roman in to the ambulance like he did last time, and he was managed. He was able to easily deposit him into the ambulance after that. My God, right to the side of the ambulance, Dad, just like a javelin. It was, and the ambulance was the javelin catcher. My word, and Strowman, surely this is an easy victory now. We shit like he's got this one in the bag. And Steve Austin's in the ambulance. Oh no, sorry, that was. Uh... <laughs> Stone one. Cold, Stone Cold. Well, that'd be awesome. Well, he's opened up the doors. His reins gonna get in the ambulance here, get right to the hospital, or will Strowman take it too far and they'll bypass the hospital, Dan, and straight to the funeral home. Braun's got Roman up. Oh, both men struggling. Strowman trying to push Roman into the ambulance there, but Reigns managing to fight out. So will this be the end of the funeral? I don't know, Dan. I really don't know with these two. Dumb time and oh! Superman punch rocks Strowman into the ambulance. He's only half in though. He won't be able to close the door and win the match like that. He won't, but I think Reigns, can he power Strowman up? Try and chuck him in though. He tries to open up the second door and Braun pushes him away and then meets him with a big kick to the mooey. Oh! oh another Superman punch again rocking Strowman. 
but he's not down. Trying to power the big man into it. It's not going to be an easy feat. No, it looks like he's a tough leg at the moment for Reigns as well. Strowman looks like he had a foreign object in his hand. Oh, he's got a backboard and he's going to hit Roman Reigns across the back with the backboard. Oh, my God. Right in the back with the backboard, Dan. Right in the back with the backboard. Oh, my word. Shame he hasn't got Roman Zero strapped to him. I was about to say that. Yeah, it's not the worst time we've ever seen a backboard being used. Yeah. Throws out a gurney from the back of the ambulance. Bernie. <laughs> Bernie. He does make him room for Reigns. And there we go. Strowman's going to throw him straight in there. No, he's not. Throws him up onto the stage and at least 60 foot there across the stage. He flew, didn't he? And now Strowman's struggling to get to his feet. Reigns backed up against the stage. Oh! oh. Strowman comes charging. Reigns moves out of the way. Well, he cracked the screen now. Here comes Reigns. Oh, oh. no! Goes for a crossbody but gets caught by Strowman. <laughs> well, the LCD backdrop. Right through. Fucking hell. That's some devastation right there. Well, that was a combination. I didn't know who was going to go through. Now the screen's flickering. They've seriously damaged it. We'll see a replay. <laughs> Fair play to them. Fair play indeed. Glass. Dangerous situation. Do you reckon that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Strowman, he, he rarely looks in trouble, but I think he looks in a bit of trouble now. But Reigns himself not be able to get up, so this is the first person to be put in an ambulance, and at the moment, it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Well, it looks like these both are going to need ambulances. We've still got another match after this as well, even though the stage destroyed. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see Brock and uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe sat behind there playing cards or something. <laughs> Chatting about the finish of the battle. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, shit. And now Reigns, look at his face. He's aghast. He can't believe what he's had to do to put the monster Braun Strowman down. His face is agog. It is. Great word as well. And Strowman, he's still fighting. He's like a Terminator or like his tattoo suggests. Well, maybe you can't kill Braun Strowman. Well, Reigns is up to his feet first. Strowman is just crawling. I wonder if you can put him like in the side of the ambulance. Do you know what I mean? Throw him off stage. <laughs> Go in the side. He's trying to drag Strowman there to the well towards the ambulance. But trying to finish him off. This is the, the problem as well for Reigns. How much power it exerts for him to be able to push him. Wow, and Strowman oh! there with just a little shove sends Reigns <laughs> off the stage. Reigns has been on and off this stage more times than I think anybody. <laughs> more than a stand-up comedian there. Thrown off again. And he's landing, Dan, just on concrete. God damn. There's no wafer-thin protective mats there. There's nothing. Even cushion the blow. Oh, it looks like Reigns might have had a bright idea there. Or is he just using it to get himself to his feet? Braun's back down near the ambulance now. Strowman's back to his feet. Credit to him. Looks like his arm's in a bit of trouble. And he does (laughs) shed some light on the situation. He does. The lights go right into the shoulder of Braun Strowman. And now he's up against the ambulance. Here comes Reigns. Oh! oh, looks like he was going for a spear. That's it. And that's it. Oh, my God. So, Reigns' mistake. And Strowman wins. His arm might be broken again. But fucking out, the wind came out of anywhere. Nowhere, yeah. didn't it? A sidestep out of nowhere. <laughs> what do you think of the match, Dan? I thought it was a bloody brutal match between the two. And, yeah, you know, I was very happy with the way it went, the way it finished. You know, couldn't have put a foot wrong in this match. No. I think the two guys can't oh, really the do doors much. are opening though. The ambulance has not taken off. Oh! Reigns with a spear out of the ambulance. 
<laughs> we're not finished yet. And you said you couldn't put... I said I couldn't put Braun down. I don't think you could put Roman down at the moment. Moment. <laughs> Mark Lawrence, isn't it? <laughs> and it oh! oh! Reigns with the door, closing it onto Strowman's <laughs> shoulder multiple times. You would love to do that to me, wouldn't you? <laughs> you wouldn't be high on my list of doing it, so... <laughs> Oh, You'd be on my list. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Like, it's, I know I'm on the list, but... Oh, oh my God. throwing the driver out. Is he going to take him to hospital himself? That's a nice... That nice is, uh, do you know, maybe they've earned each other respect. Do you know what I mean? Reigns now saying, yeah, I'll drive you to the hospital. Braun's obviously injured his arm. He won't be able to drive. No, no, exactly. As if he's thinking of him. He's thinking of him. And there we go, Reigns. He, he looks like, like me, palms it. Yeah, he looks like before, doesn't he? He's stopping. Is he going to make sure he's okay? Yeah, maybe he needs to get like a drink of water or something like this. And he's got a weird look on his face. Hospitals, that way, mate. Not Maybe he's checking his GPS. Oh, yeah. Sat nav in the nearest hospital. Yeah. Oh, and we've gone to a back shot of the ambulance now. Taking him back to the arena. Well, he's reversing. Where's he going? Oh! Holy shit. Strowman was in the back of that. Roman Reigns just tried to kill both Strowman. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, how far how fast was he going when he crashed that down? At least 125 mile an hour. We all know ambulances go faster reversing; they do going forward as well, and hitting that lorry the full impact there. Well, Reigns must have had a bit of uh, bit of whiplash there, reversing back, and people are trying to check on Strowman. But yeah, he's just gone back first straight into that truck. Angles there. <laughs> he's gonna angle slam him. <laughs> well he's done, Kurt. Just a big cheer. Yeah, but Kurt managed to uh, show his disbelief. Trying to get the side door open, but I think the impact That's of the it, ambulance yeah. has so, closed the door. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but you want anybody to go there first. Jamie Noble's the first person you want to open that ambulance door. <laughs> oh, wait, he's got a crowbar. Jamie Noble's. He's trying to pry that door open. It's I been... wouldn't do it that way, because if it goes, he'd have the fucking claw. The... Why can't Kurt just put it in the ambulance in an ankle lock, make it tap out? Would. Why don't they drive it for? And now people on the phone can't believe... What Apart from the bloke who's videoing it, he obviously don't give a flying fuck. Yeah, Dan, is this the end of the feud? I think after what we saw with the quality match between these two, both big men hitting big moves, and the finish, apart from if Braun Strowman's dead, I think this is going to continue. Then again, sorry, I should put my uh, serious voice on, shouldn't I? Braun, Braun Strowman may be dead. May be dead. And, oh, here comes my new favourite wrestler, Kurt Hawkins. And uh, as we see the uh, commotion, the referees chasing to it. And we're seeing split screen Dan. Yeah. And Heath Slater's coming out. Looks like his opponent. Well, split screen's one of our favourite things here on the podcast. So you can see things not as well. <laughs> Thank God we've got a 200-inch television. It looks like Heath Slater's coming out here to have his match with Jamie Noble, who's getting prepared in the back. <laughs> so Hawkins getting himself ready. Slater there. Do you know, they were both in the cafeteria. Management went up to him, Dan, and said, Hawkins, come and go out there. You've got a match. And he said, what? And that's why he's walking out there. He was just literally just sitting there watching the paper in the back. So Slater. And now they're going to have this match now. And Dan, this is a match we've been waiting for for a long time. Kurt Hawkins. This is the actual main event. This is, for me, it is the main event. Kurt Hawkins versus Heath Slater. Two ginger tossers. And we all know we hate gingers here. Dan, who are you going to go for? Uh, well, we're calling this one on the fly. I'm going to go for Heath Slater. Yes, and because I am a sneaky fucker, I'm going to go with you, Heath Slater, just in case we go either a different way. Even though I do like Kurt Hawkins. You've got to go Heath Slater, haven't you? You should go for Kurt Hawkins. He's got an impressive record in the wing. In the wing? In the wing. <laughs> record in the ring? Yeah, record in the wing. Yeah, losing effort. We saw him losing to uh, 
Ty Dillinger. But at least he's in WWE. The dream has come true, isn't it? As Slater has got the uh, deep arm lock in. Now working on the left arm. Much like Reigns did Roman. Uh, we should say, really, after, after we talk about the match. I'm gonna, after that as well, the match, we do get a point of peace. So we go 6-all, leading into our main event. And a very good match, but now we're dealing with the aftermath. Is Strowman seriously injured? Well, Reigns, he could be damaged going forward. He's just half off, and we have to deal with a Hawkins versus Slater match. It's all things we didn't know when we started off, did we, Dan? You know? Most definitely, yeah. And people are looking towards the back. <coughs> Something's going on. Fire engine. I think it's more ambulances. Medical- <laughs> They're more interested in what's going on in the back than up here. There we go. Angle directing traffic. So whilst the match happens, we're going to concentrate more on the right-hand side of the screen with Angle bringing in... A green air. I know, you're right. It's fire department along with an ambulance as well. US Air Force. Oh, my Crash word. Crash rescue. They brought the big dogs in. Big dog. I tell you something, though. Very good recovery time because this only happened five minutes ago. They must be nearby in the area, you know? Definitely, yeah. Well, Dallas, Texas, always, you know, you go big here and a great service. And I just heard, a, heard the bell ring as well. He's like one. <laughs> and they've got the jaws of life, James. Well, this is a serious situation. And here we situation. go. They're going to try and break free. And it's good we're not wasting the time of people who actually needed service. Wise. There's a fire downtown at the moment in Dallas they can't come to because they're doing this. <laughs> people died. I've never seen anything like this in a WWE pay for you. Yeah. Uh, Jamie and Abel thought he could get there in there with a fucking crowbar. They're using the jaws of life and a f- mattock or something. An angle, just like me. Can't believe what's going on here. And well, he's actually tried to kill. Bro- yeah, this is what we've seen. And, attempted um, murder. Attempted murder here tonight on Great Balls of Fire. I think Angle say a little prayer. Do you know, this is time that could have maybe been taken up by, I don't know, wrestling? Am I being silly here? I've managed to get the door open, James. Oh, sorry, sorry. Tip back to the... Uh, Important stuff and and Strowman, he looks dazed and confused. I can't even see him in there. It's too dark. Fire brigade are here to help. Fire rescue and Strowman. Oh, doesn't want the backboard. Doesn't want the neck brace. Pushing everyone away from him. Well, you can see he's seriously bleeding, <clears throat> and the guy's in there trying to kiss Braun Strowman. He needs mouth to mouth. The Strowman way out of the ambulance. Oh my God! There's blood everywhere. Staggering about, he's dazed and confused. Well, he's seriously concussed. Plus, he's got internal injuries. There's no doubt about that. Most definitely internal injuries. He's just been involved in an automobile accident. <laughs> Auto vehicle. He has an arm. I got to say, that's been hyperextended by the look of things. Most definitely. And Strowman struggling. I think he's causing damage to himself for trying to get up. To be he fair, can barely get to his feet. No, but he's, he's still refusing help from anyone. He is a monster among men, isn't he? I wouldn't want Braun Strowman falling on me to be. <laughs> oh look and he's up against the side of that lovely white band and he's ruined it Laurie bus and now he's got blood all over it. look at that visual blood streaming down from the eye he can barely stand but he's refusing help from anyone and look at Kurt Angle a gog look at Strowman unbelievable scenes here oh crazy crazy world we live in Dan oh Kurt Angle he's just glad that he's alive yes and we all are here Old Michael Cole take, took his glasses off. It's serious. I wish I wore glasses so I could take them off. <laughs> Will we count the Slater-Hawkins match as a point each? Does it matter? It doesn't really matter. 
you're still a twat. So, yeah, seven each, heading into the main event. And let's hope you've gone different, Dan, because otherwise we both get the pay for your point. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow with uh, Braun Strowman. Hopefully get an update on Monday Night Raw. Reigns has tried to kill Braun Strowman, as we see. So, up next, we have got the main event of Great Balls of Fire. It's Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. And it is Brock Lesnar's first title defence <laughs> since he won the title back in April. Oh, so yes, it, April, yeah, that's about, yeah. Since he won the title back in April. And but, under normal rules, he would have had to relinquish the title within 30 days, as happens to every single <laughs> other person on the roster. But because Brock is a part-timer, it doesn't matter. No, of course it doesn't matter. But what does matter is that this is a dream match for a lot of people. Samoa Joe, Samoa Submission Machine versus the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar. Universal Championship on the line. Let's have a look at the promo. I've been in some of the most brutal matchups this industry has ever produced. I've faced the very best in the world. You know him by the trail of carnage left in his wake. I'm mission-focused. I know what I want, and I'm not afraid to take all and every avenue to get to that accomplishment. Stare into the eyes of the challenger. There are many more human beings as dangerous. And when it comes to legacy, the next piece of mine involves the Universal Championship. What stands here in front of you is a man that does not fear Brock Lesnar. I got one mission in life, and that's to be the best at what I'm doing. And I think I'm pretty damn good at it. The reigning, defending, undisputed Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar! Tougher the task, the easier I can stand on top of that mountain and look down. And pat myself on the back. Did pretty good, Brock. That's what gets me. That's what I love. That's who I am. That great balls of fire, Brock Lesnar, is your worst case scenario. Asking me how I plan to slay the beast is a very complicated question. It starts by unbalancing a man who insulates himself from the world with an advocate. I'm going to wrap my arm around your throat, and you're going to feel it tight. By slowly and surely eroding away the confidence that is the beast, Brock Lesnar. I want you to take this message to Brock Lesnar that this was for him. I'm supposed to be afraid of Samoa Joe because he laid his hands on Paul Heyman? <laughs> if you want a piece of Brock Lesnar, you come after Brock Lesnar. I think you're a punk-ass b- Samoa Joe is daring to walk out here face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. 
when I look across and I realize that my destiny has Brock Lesnar at the end of it. It's everything I've ever wanted. Samoa Joe stepped into this ring and pulled a cheap shot on Brock Lesnar. Then, with everyone holding my client, Samoa Joe with cheap shot number two kicked my client in the face. So Samoa Joe, now's the time to start fearing Brock Lesnar. Samoa Joe had great balls of fire. Welcome to Suplex City. Oh my God, from behind! Samoa Joe from behind! Looking for the cocaine clutch on Lester! The beast incarnate is fading fast! Look at Lester's face! Rock Lesnar. I will rock him in the coquina clutch. I will put him to sleep. And I will become the new Universal Champion. So Dan is uh, Brock. He's Brock, a broken record. And can he even have a good back and forth? Um, well, from what we've seen recently, no, he can't. I mean, you know, going back in the day, he had great matches, uh, you know, even against Angle. And a few others, but recent times, you know, he, he seems to uh, seems to have been like or just trying to get matches over as quickly as possible, really. Yeah, I think that's the worst fear for tonight, if this is just over with less than just suplex, 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 you know. I think it's uh, unfair on other wrestlers, because we've seen with Lesnar in the past, like, we have to go back first run, like you say, with people like Guerrero and Benoit, different sizes he could have matches with, and now, you look at recent matches against, like, Ambrose, he just doesn't... Seem to is it fair? He doesn't seem to care. Is that the right word? Or yeah, you know, it, it seems just here for the paycheck. Really, it's yeah. not as if he's has any emotion. You know, you can definitely tell that by the fact that he hasn't defended his title <laughs> since WrestleMania. Yeah, which is really got on your go. I understand that. So it's it seems like you know he's he's got no fear towards Brock Lesnar. No, he hasn't. You know, and uh, I think Joe, especially with a build up on this has uh, become a serious contender. I mean, I, I don't know, main event, it depends on what they do with him, isn't it? You know, how they treat him afterwards. But, I mean, what have you thought of the promo and the build-up to this match, Dan? I thought it's been quite good. You know, they, they had Joe winning his uh, Fatal Five pay-per-view. It was quite an exciting match, probably the only half-decent match on the card itself. Uh, and, you know, they've they've had a couple of confrontations where they had to have the whole locker room there to separate the two beasts yeah you know it has been a very good bit of build up there both men seem like you know legitimate monsters in the ring yeah they they do and as we've seen with joe as well like kick to lesnar taking him down getting the better of brock uh and, and i think it adds really good but is it too long in the making have we waited too long to have a samoa joe versus brock lesnar match well do you mean that as in a both men a bit over the hill yeah, I mean, to have like a great back and forth match. Yeah, when Joe was like a killer going back like maybe five years ago when he was in TNA, Lesnar, you know, previous time. 
then again, I think I've just counted my point there because Joe's still new to the WWE roster, isn't he? You know, he is and, indeed. Yes, and, and well, Brock, you know, he's been around for what fifteen years. Yeah, gave a you know, um, obviously having breaks to go to UFC and what. Have yeah, you. eight year break. He's been back ever since what twenty eleven now. Yeah, six on years. And off. So yeah, here comes Joe, and he's getting a good reception as well. Rightly so. You know, he, he certainly deserves it. He's built himself up to be a monster. Especially since coming from NXT. It's going to be brilliant. So as Joe comes to the ring with the uh, trumpet stand. Bam! 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 That's the only performance you're getting from this Yeah, monkey. exactly. And that goes all the way back when we first saw Joe on Joe Watch Makers WNXT. And since we've been on a right... It's like our children now because we've seen him since the very beginning and of his WWE journey. He's gone from NXT, became champion twice... Up to the main roster. Now, finally, main event for the against Brock Lesnar. Does it get any bigger for Joe? Uh, I suppose it can do, yeah. But, you know, for for his WWE career, including NXT, I think this is the biggest <laughs> it's got for him. Yeah, this is Samoa Joe's biggest match in his career here tonight. If he delivers in the ring with Lesnar, we, we might see Joe on that main event level. If it fails, I mean... It'll be interesting to see, wouldn't it? But prediction-wise, Dan, who have you gone for? I have gone for the reigning, defending, universal champ, Broach Lesnar. Yes. I have gone... Well, it's going to surprise you, Dan. Brock Lesnar. I've gone for him. Lock Bresnar. Lock Bresnar. Uh, yeah, it's too easy. What are the reasons behind it? Um, mainly that Samoa Joe has got the upper hand throughout majority of the build-up to this feud. So, you know, it all goes part and parcel with Brock Lesnar winning. Here comes the pain and Brock Lesnar defending his title for the first time. Since WrestleMania. Since WrestleMania and he's going to look to be dominant here tonight. I think Lesnar keys to victory. If he wants to come out here, he's got to put Joe away as quick as possible. What does Joe have to do if he wants to upset everybody? Um, I think he needs to try and get the upper hand as early as possible. Uh, and just use everything in his arsenal to take out the beast incarnate. All right, for me, Dan, it's always a spectacle when you see Brock Lesnar performing in the WWE. Like we say, part-timer, but he's still an attraction. Coming around every couple of months, you know, uh, and he's not outstaying his welcome. They need to do more with Brock. And we saw it last year with the Goldberg feud. And what to do with him, what's the best thing to do. And a match against Joe... Even though this was originally meant to be, I think, Lesnar versus Strowman, I think Joe is an excellent substitute. And I'm, I'm genuinely, out of all the matches we've seen on the podcast, this is one of those that I'm really looking forward to watch. Because I'm, I don't know how it's going to go. If it's move for move, these two men will have a barn burner, as they say here at WWE Gaboff. So we're just about to see Lesnar, Universal Champion. With Paul Heyman. You did a Paul Heyman impersonation, yet you wouldn't do any other impersonation. So I'm not a performing monkey. I do my performances <laughs> when I want, not on command. Or well, Heyman. Does he, has he got a worried look on his face? Does he worry for Brock Lesnar here tonight? I think he is slightly worried, but, you know, he, he may be quietly confident as well because we've, we've seen what Brock can do. In the main event, you know, he obliterated Goldberg after being obliterated by Goldberg. Yep. And, you know, he's not really had much in the way of contendership in his matches as of late. But I'll tell you something, though. Joe looks ready here tonight to go with Lesnar. You know, slight size different. Lesnar's slightly taller, of course. But I don't think Joe 
is completely mismatched. Well, you know? Joe is slightly wider. Yeah, I mean, he's got a different physique, but I don't think that takes away from the Samoa Joe character, you know. As Heyman's doing the introduction, oh, he's a Samoan Eaton beast now. Lesnar, oh! And Samoa Joe comes <laughs> straight out of the blocks, attacks Brock from behind. The oh. match hasn't even started yet, and he's throwing Brock into the barricades. As I say, you know, if he wants to beat the beast, he's got to come out all guns blazing. And, and he, yeah. He's certainly coming out all guns blazing. Yeah, he's a jab to the knees and now he's got this. <laughs> With a rock bottom there through the announce table. Didn't even take out the monitors. Just sends the beast straight through the table. Oh my God. And I might have made a mistake going for Brock Lesnar on this one. He is just, Joe has just laid out the beast. And not many men can say that. Many men. <laughs> And last time Brock Lesnar went for a table, it was in his Royal Rumble match against John Cena and Seth Rollins, and it took him ages to recover from that. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's Joe's strategy going into this. He knows it takes a long time for him to cover, get the match over and done with before Lesnar can. Of course, Goldberg beat him in a matter of seconds as well. So if you hit him, hit him quick, hit him strong, and that's what Joe's done, and Heyman can't believe it. And if you don't allow Brock to get any momentum, but Brock, to his credit, he's up on his knees, using the barricade to pull himself up. And like you said as well, Dan, I hope they get cancer, all the children in the car as well. Uh, but the referee's not started this match yet, so maybe that's Lesnar's advantage, that he can get his breath back a little bit. But then again, well played by Joe. Fair play to you. Indeed, yes. <laughs> or can Lesnar even get in the ring and start this match? Well, he's not backing down from this challenge. He's going in to face his maker. Maker hey. of poop. Heyman saying, maybe don't go in there. He's dangerous. Lesnar saying, no, come on. He likes it. He's like, yep, fair play. You got me. He is. He's smirking. He's not smoking. He's just got a grin on his face. But again, <laughs> the bell rings and Joe comes running out. Step up in Seguri and just headbutt in the back of Lesnar's head. Oh, my God. Lesnar can't recover at the moment. Joe's on him. He's on him like an undercoat. Well, he's turning it into a bit of a UFC fight with the knees to the midsection, <laughs> but Brock Lesnar's getting some momentum back and delivering some knees of his own. Oh, yeah, he's trying to suplex Joe Lennon. Joe just stopped him, pushing him right back in the corner. Shoulder barges to the midsection. Yeah, this has got a complete MMA feel about it, like you said, Dan, with the jabs. Lesnar trying to block himself, using the ropes, calls the referee's count. I don't think Joe cares about that. I suppose so, yeah, and he takes... Because none of us went for Brock Retains. <laughs> well, he took Lesnar down... But Lesnar straight back up again, didn't let his shoulders get down to the mat, doesn't want Joe in any sort of um, position where he could strike, of course, with submissions that he knows. He don't want to take Lesnar's back. Lesnar's trying to stop that now. Well, Lesnar, yeah, starting to come back. But Joe, you know, his knees to the midsection aren't affecting Joe. Responds with a headbutt, trying to get that coquina clutch locked in. And Joe, uh, Lesnar knows this. He's trying to stop it, trying to alleviate the pressure off because he's got the ropes as a release takes the easy way out but it takes so much energy you know exerting the energy as well try and fight off the submission oh and Brock sends Joe into the top turnbuckle dazing him momentarily and Joe's trying to get his breath back and hey. oh suplex city count number one well big back suplex and Joe felt all of that and this is what we've seen Lesnar before this is his uh, well it is suplex city for him isn't it getting the guy down Oh, hitting him with his huge suplexes. For those keeping count, Paul Heyman is one of them. Joe trying to get back to his feet, and Lesnar again hits him with the hat trick of. And now, the Ty Dillinger fans keeping count, that is number 10. Has Lesnar now kind of survived the early onslaught of Joe? Well, you know, Joe doesn't seem to be uh, staying down for too long. No, he's back up again. Lesnar going to go for the fourth suplex. 
But Joe holding on to the ropes. He's got the referee as well. Oh, oh. distracted the referee. <laughs> hits Brock with the low blow. Well, by any means necessary. That's what Joe does. Paul Heyman spotted it, but there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Joe stalking Brock Lesnar. has got him up and another slam. Fucking hell. That's actually got a name to it. I can't remember. Yeah, that. Ranga or something like that, is it? Katunga. David Utunga suplex there, but only gets a two. Two. Joe's got a bit of blood in his lip, blood in his nose. Might have internal bleeding. I'm adding to the drama here, Dan. People at home can't see. If they've watched it, they will. Aye, aye, aye. I like to think no one watches W. <laughs> Just listen to. <laughs> and now Joe stalking Lesnar. Oh, he's got the coquina clutch locked in, has he? Oh no, Brock's trying to fight out of it. Well, he's trying to make sure Joe can't clasp the hands, and Joe now trying to get it in position where he can lock it right underneath Lesnar's chin, and that's what Lesnar's trying to, you know, build his head down to stop it. Now he's gone a different shade of purple. He's been caught. It's not fully sunk in, but it's going to take its toll. Whether he's checked, it seems all right of it. Maybe they're letting it go a little bit because, you know, how Lesnar wrestles as well. Been a great conversation backstage, wasn't it? Do you want to lay it in? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Lesnar's struggling. You can see his face as well. Managers go up to a vertical base. Side slam there for Joe. Well, I would say Joe would have the um, advantage with submissions over Lesnar. But I think with Lesnar, it's pure power, isn't it, as well? Like, he's still got in him the way. Yeah. With ease, be able to pick up Joe, a man of his size, just dump him. That's natural genetics there for Brock Lesnar. Both men sweating profusely. You know, they're going. Oh! Joe Brock going for a shoulder. Well, going for a spear, but Joe sidestepping it, and that's number four? Five? Yeah. Number he, four. He goes right into the ring post there. It looked like Joe was going to go for the cleaner clutch, and Lesnar caught him. Five. Back suplex. Well, after going through Joe's legs and yeah, catching him. A nice little exchange by the two, but now... Six. Well, Joe is stuck right in the middle of Suplex City well, here Well, how tonight. many suplexes does it take to get to Suplex City? I think over five would be acceptable. Now he's got him up for the F5. But Joe with a backslide locks in the coquina clutch. If you can get him in the grapevine, get him on the ground, the canvas, it will be over. Lesnar's still trying to block it. You see, he's got his body to the side as well. Well, you know, he's he's UFC trained. He knows how to get out of submissions. Joe with the grapevine there attempting to lock it in. Maybe he can knock him out for the count of five. I <laughs> wouldn't be. Well, on the ropes there, referee can't let him out the corner. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Down to one knee. Yeah. Lesnar's out. Lesnar could be out here. He's been caught. And you can see the submission's in. It's cinched in deep, but he hasn't got that grapevine in. He hasn't, but Lesnar is fading, going purple as well. Heyman can't do anything but cheer on. He's going. <laughs> anything that stands up eyebrows, but he manages to get up, get Joe on his shoulder. F5! Oh! It's Joe with an F5. This could be it. Go for the cover. One, two, three. Oh. What? Huh. After like six minutes. Well. Well. If I say something, before we have a go at it too much... What you said down at the start, MMA style, to be over in six minutes, that's maybe, that's just over two rounds. Yeah. Uh, okay, might might make sense, but I think it should have been longer. What did you think of the match? I think they could have gone on a bit longer, but you mentioned before about, is Brock a broken record? In the ring, it seems like he is a bit of a broken record. You know, back suplex, back suplex, back suplex, F5 attempt. Back suplex, back suplex, knees to the midsection. You know, it's, he's got about six moves in his repertoire. Yeah, and we know he, he can do more, you know. And it was a competitive match. Fair play to Joe. He looked like a challenger and he did have Lesnar 
in a lot of trouble during that match. But one F five to beat him. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, one F five. Was it too easy? But I mean, fair play to Joe. I think he really brought it here tonight. What do you reckon about? Most that? definitely brought it. Yeah, you know, it seemed like he had a very good chance, a bigger chance as any that's gone against Brock Lesnar as recent, but. You know, again, he just seems too dominating. He does, and uh, Joe looks like he's got unfinished business with Lesnar. He's back to his, well, he's looking on at Lesnar. It's a hell of a fight, don't get us wrong. Um, Prediction-wise, like, we both get another point, so we move on. Eight points all. It's one of our best high-scoring games, Dan. Uh, only one wrong each. I call Scott Lee Wyatt Rollins wrong, and you got the Bliss Banks one wrong. But anyway... Uh, get another point, pay for your point each. So we move on now to, I don't even know what the scores are. 9-4. We move on to 9-4. So as we head into background in just right? a couple of weeks, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, so there we go, 9-4. Um, Dan, we spoke about the match. Uh, what is your uh, thoughts on the whole card? Um, I'll tell you what, it, aside from a couple of matches... It wasn't too bad, you know. The Rollins Wyatt, that kind of let it down. Um, the Miz Ambrose, that let it down. And, you know, the winner of the Shield trivector of matches was definitely uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Yeah. Know. Yeah, but, all, all the Shield members lost tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a great night. Um, what was your... I'll tell you what I would do. If I would have put the tag team match, I would have put that with the ambulance and the main event, and I think that would have made quite a good show. I think yeah. everything else had just let it down, didn't it, you know? Well, the ambulance match, it was quite a good match yeah. for what it was. Uh, Neville Tozawa, that was a great match. The ending was a bit stupid. The 30-minute Ironman match, great match. The dream match. <laughs> that was just Enzo getting the beating the fuck out of. Uh, you know, so all in all, it, it's not. It's, it's been one of the better Raw but that's, that's not saying much though, I mean, the end was a bit screwy, and I hope we've seen the end of Miz and Ambrose as well. Uh, rating out of 10 then, Dan? Um, because of the good standout matches, I'm going to give it a strong 7. Strong strong 7. Yeah, uh, I would, I'm going to give it 7.5, only because uh, I like main event, even though it could have gone longer. But the ambulance match really surprised me. And I always yeah. like the fact when there's a match that I'm not looking forward to, and it does actually deliver. And, uh, yeah, Matt's not, obviously, the Hardys as well. Uh, but we move on to Raw Talk now. All right, so we move on to Raw Talk, and, it, of course, it will be the gob-off fallout. And we know we've got guests including Big Cass, Sasha Banks, and the Misteraj. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so how do we start off, Dan? Uh, Renault Young and Pete Rosenberg are our hosts, and they react to the main event where Lesnar retained the Universal Championship against Samoa Joe. They also do a recap of the much-talked-about ambulance match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Well, we see footage of the ambulance crash and a duo talk about what's next for Strowman and Reigns. Big Cass joins the show. He says Enzo has ran his mouth for far too long and tonight he humbled him. When asked about his goals, Cass Cass says he wants Lesnar and wants to main event WrestleMania. Well, do you think he can face Brock Lesnar and uh, main event WrestleMania, Dan? 
I hope he faces Brock Lesnar and gets destroyed. Main event, WrestleMania, no chance. He needs to... That. Well, Renee brings up that this is the building where Enzo and Cass debuted in as a team last year. Cass says there's no need to look back at the past, but to the future. Renee asks about the reaction he's gotten since his turn. He said it's no different than before. Since they chanted for him anyway. They uh, never chanted for him. Since they never chanted for him anyway and always ends. Well, Cass says some of the fans cheered his wins tonight. But that's only because they read the internet and they think they're smart and jump on the bandwagon. Says en- the Enzo chapter is closed and that Enzo shouldn't want to deal with him anymore. Cass says he can go toe-to-toe with Lesnar and declares himself the next universal <laughs> champ. I mean, you'd love to see Big Cass versus Lesnar, wouldn't you? I can see it in your eyes. Uh, Cass says someone in NXT once told him he was nothing without Enzo and they were nothing more than an opening act. He said he's proved his critics wrong. Why, by beating an opening act? Yeah, do you do you feel that he's proved his critics wrong there, Dan? Uh, I don't think he's proved anything by beating a twat that I don't think he's ever had a finishing manoeuvre since I've seen him. Yeah. Well, younger Rosenberg acknowledge that Rosenberg is a heat magnet and that Peter has a bit of a past with big cast. Well, next up, Sasha Banks joins the show and she says she was very close to the win, even though it wasn't the official result she wanted. Banks says she's smarter and faster than Bliss. Banks rags Bliss being a fake fan of the industry and that she can't tell Matt and Jeff Hardy apart. Is that like us not being able to tell which one of Cedric Alexander apart? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Well, Banks says Bliss is getting what she wants by getting all the fame with Total Divas and the like. But the girls see through her lies. Banks goes on a confident role touting how great she is and how Bliss hasn't worked her way up. Banks says she will teach Bliss to respect the business, which I suppose sounds quite a cool story, though. <coughs> uh, what, some more lessons? Yeah, well, that's what we like to see, isn't it, Maurice? Light lessons. <laughs> Light lessons. Uh, we move to talking about the main event. The hosts put over the match and Joe for going toe-to-toe with Lesnar. They acknowledge that Heyman seemed to take Joe more seriously than most of Lesnar's opponents. Yeah, which is something we mentioned during the match. Well, so if you want Heyman to take you seriously, you've got to give him the cock. Yeah, exactly. You've got to hurt him. Well, now up next, Miz joins the show, joined by Miz and the Miztourage. Miz throwing in it in Renee's face that he's retained the IC title over her husband once again. Roseberg says that Miz got a bit of help in the win, but Miz asked him to shush. A bit of help in the win, eh? A bit of help is an understatement. Yeah. Renee points out that Miz has been hiding behind Maurice's skirt and now behind Axel and Dallas. Miz says you don't have to like the way he wins or his matches, but he's been here for 12 years. What's that got to do with anything? Just because you've been there a long time doesn't mean you're any good, does it? James, Slate in the Miz. Been, well, no, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, though. Like, I've been at my work 12 years. Does that make me good at it? No. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyway, go on. Anyway, Rosenberg asked Bo Dallas how he feels now that he's associated with the Miz. Dallas says he's not been involved in a pay-per-view for over two years. Miz has given him an avenue to excel after being comic relief. <laughs> by, by basically still being comic, comic relief, relief, yeah. yeah. Axel says, it's not about what you know, but who you know. And he knows the mid. And if you look like a star and act like a star, then you are a twat. Oh, no, then you are a star. Miz says he makes the IC title prestigious. When asked about what's next, Miz says he takes on all comers. Well, as Miz finishes up his promo, a few music hits and we go. Did we get Raw Talk down? What did you think of it? Um, It wasn't the best Raw Talk. I'd like to have seen... 
Paul Heyman and Lesnar on there after their win, or you know, even Roman Reigns after his match, or even you know the Hardy Boys or Cesaro. Yeah, you know, someone who was involved in one of the decent matches as opposed to <laughs> the crap matches. Yeah. Shall we say. But then again, I suppose with Lesnar, he's not going to be around all the time. And you're going to have to build towards, like you say, with the Miz, eventually talking smack, the Intercontinental title, trying to still be important. But the way they were talking about it doesn't sound like Ambrose and Miz are finished yet. But anyway, we're going to move on. And for the first time ever, Dan, for the first time ever, we're going to have a WNR extension to the podcast. Now, we've just had Great Balls of Fire, but we're going to move on. And like I say, first time, we're going to follow what happened this week in WWE, basically. And we started July 10th. And it was the raw results. So Big Show confronted Big Cass. Oh, yeah. Big Cass was out spouting his mouth about how he beat Enzo. Not that it's much of a an accolade, really. But, you know, uh, and then the Big Show's, you know, Big Cass talking about how tall he is and how good he is. And then the Big Show come out, someone that the Big Cass to when he faces. The Big Show got the better of Big Cass and uh, Big Cass hightailed it with his tail between his legs, basically, oh. after being hit. So it looks like we're going to see, mate, like Big Show, Big Cass down the road. Maybe a match to decide who can use the big. Yes. You know what I mean? And then it would just be that. Show or yeah. Cass. We shall see. Colin uh, Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, one of your favourites, Finn Balor defeated, uh, I'm talking about the other guy, Finn Balor defeated GP Douche, Dan. Was that a good match? Uh, you know, I think it's a bit of a step down for Finn Balor. He shouldn't really be fighting the GPD, but... You know, they've had a little bit of beef after uh, Finn Balor interrupted Elias Sampson playing the guitar. Yeah. But, you know, he managed to get one over on the GPD, so bit in my book. But what's interesting with Balor is he won the favourites going into that five-way match to be <coughs> one of the favourites going to the, to win to face Lesnar. He's the bloke that you chose, isn't he? He's always the, choked the, out by the bloke that I chose. And I picked him for the Royal Rumble. He didn't show up as well. So my record of Balor's got the best. But anyway, and now he can't even get a pay-per-view match. He's fighting GPD. Guys just come up from NXT who wasn't on his level in NXT, was nowhere near. Uh, up next, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeated the Hardy Boys. Well, the Hardy Boys come out after their uh, extensive 30-minute Ironman match. Both men was limping. Uh, he had nine stitches in his eye after being busted open, as we saw yeah. on the, uh, the Great Balls of Fire. But yeah, you know, they managed to get a bit of a shallow victory over... The Hardy Boys. Oh, I don't right. think it was, you know, a deserved yeah, yeah, yeah. victory. But after that, someone come out and beat the Hardys up. Oh, the revival the returned. The revival returned, that's it. Yes, they returned and they beat down on the Hardy Boys. Uh, starting up their feud, basically, they had WrestleMania. Well, they did it to the New Day, I know. But it makes sense. And we love, well, you personally love the revival, Dan, don't you? Yeah, I'm a fan of the revival. And, you know, I, I don't think it... It was much of a prestigious beatdown after beating down a previously, you know, they they were a bit battered and beaten from the 30-minute Ironman match and then they lose to Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yeah, I thought that was a shallow victory, <laughs> yeah. but it's even shallower beating up someone who's been beaten up, like, you know. But so Dash, uh, Dash, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder are back on. But can I just say something? During the Hardy Boys, because they come out and they've done a bit of mic work before, and uh, Matt Hardy said, he may be beaten and he may be a little broken. Oh. So, you know, they might be uh, opening the door to that side of the Hardys. Yeah. Um, up next, we had, well, Dean Ambrose crashed the Mizzies. Uh, the Mizzies was the Mizzies' little award ceremony. 
he came out and he was uh he had an award for the best entourage which obviously went to two people axel and dallas uh the best supporting lady which went to his mrs maurice and uh the best i don't know what he was (laughs) you know the best bloke and obviously that went to the miz and then dean ambrot beaten down by the miz and the miz taraj and then seth rollins come out to save the day and help help out Dean Ambrose. And, you know, after that, Dean Ambrose says, look, I haven't forgotten what you've done. It doesn't make us even in our books. I don't need your help. I don't want your help. I didn't ask for your help. Fucking hell. So we've got that going down. So the Shield reunion could quite possibly be happening now, then. And uh, that's big news. Uh, other match, Banks and Bailey beat Bliss and Jacks. Anything interesting there? Um, well, it was just a rematch from the week when Bailey got knocked out by Nia Jax, couldn't compete in the match, and it was Sasha Banks to go against Bliss and Jacks on her own. And yeah, they managed to pick up a a win. Oh, that's good. Oh, Goldust beat our truth, and he's turned on him a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Yes, Goldust has gone back to his twenty four carat pitchers. You know the strange Goldust type. Uh, what do you call it? Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know he's turned on his former our truth. Turned on his former partner, our truth. And yeah, you know, that's an interesting little feud they've got going between the two yeah. of them. I mean, Raw is, a, is, like I say, a lot going on, isn't there, with three hours. But, um, oh, there we go. Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe confronted Brock. Well, Brock come out to brag about how good he is and, you know, how he beat Samoa Joe. And then uh, Roman Reigns' music hit. He come out. I think uh, Kurt Angle might have been in the ring. Or did he come down at some point? Anyway, Kurt Angle was there, I'm sure. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, Roman Reigns says, you know, I think I should be next in line as you see, I'm the only one out here. Even though I lost to Braun Strowman, he's nowhere to be seen and I'm here. Then Joe's music hit. He said, well, you know, I went toe to toe with him and it, Ole. Ole, sorry. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, it was a whitewash as we had thought. One quick F5 and the match was over. Yeah. So they've booked a match, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe next week to go against Braun, uh, to go against Brock Lesnar for the title at SummerSlam. Yeah, and we will speak more about that in, a, in just a little bit. Akira Tazawa and Cedric Alexander defeated Neville and Noam Dar, uh, which was uh, not a bad match. Of course, Tazawa needed a victory again over Neville uh, because losing great balls of thunder and Dar, as we know, tomorrow night, as we are now on 205 Live, they will have an eye crit match. So we're building towards that. And in the main event, Bray Wyatt defeated Seth Rollins. <coughs> and it, it was a rematch, wasn't it, of their great balls of fire. And basically exactly the same, wasn't it? Yeah. So we move on. And right after Monday Night Raw was WWE 24, Kurt Angle Homecoming. Uh, Dan... What are your thoughts? Because usually, before I go into that, sorry, I usually I love the W twenty four series. It's one of my favourite series that we've done, and I look at it extensively, write notes. Time round, I'll let you watch it. Yes. <laughs> so, can you tell me? I mean, I will watch it at a point and probably say something about it. But what are your thoughts on Kurt Angle Homecoming? Um, I thought it was great. You know, it started off very early on in uh, Angle's career when even before he was an Olympic champion. Um, Well, you know, it started off with his return back to WWE. And, you know, he was very nervous about going to see Vince uh, on his office. He bumped into Stephanie, had a 15, 20-minute talk with her. um, And she kind of alleviated his worries and, you know, his fears because he saw Vince McMahon as a father figure. And, you know, Vince saw him as a son figure because, as it explained on the 
series that um, Kurt Angle lost his dad uh, yeah. quite young. Yeah. No, I mean, we. the thing is about it is that we've spoken a lot on the Kurt Angle special about his early tragedies with his family. And, yeah. uh, of course, like the kind of uh, difficult breakup as it was between Angle and McMahon and to finally see yeah. them too. I think we saw it on Bring It to the Table, Corey Graves did a little five-minute interview with Angle and they showed a little bit of that clip, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'd like to say... Yeah, it was basically that clip that we saw then. You know, uh, he brought him back and he spoke to Steph, went up to Triple H's office, tripped to Vince McMahon's office and they basically went in there, a big hug, you know, as if nothing could ever gone on between the two of them. And that's the point where Vince said, right, camera's out of here. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was an hour-long episode. Um, and, it, yeah, it just goes right from the start of when Kurt Angle it explains like how he, in the semi-final of the Olympics, he broke his neck, yep. couldn't feel anything in his arms, managed to fight and win with a broken freaking neck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got tried to get signed by WWE. Uh, but he said, look, I'm an Olympic champion. I can't lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went off the table. And then he actually went and watched, uh, went and watched w- oh. WWE. And then, you know, saw, wow, you know, that's quite hardcore. Phoned up uh, WWE and said, is that contract still enough? I spoke to JR. And JR said, well, no, you're going to have to come in and have tryouts like everyone else. After two days of taking bumps, he said, yes, sod this. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Uh, but ended up like impressing enough over the two days he was there to get a contract with WWE. That started his story with you know the Olympic hero <coughs> and coming out, and then uh, and then it goes on you know to well you, what I want to know what I want to know is the talking heads. We talked about Dixie Carter yeah. making an appearance, and who yes. else was was talking heads? And what did they what would they mention about TNA? Do you know what I mean? Did they mention any of his? Uh, well, they was talking mainly about his drug abuse because like, oh. he'd broken his neck a few times. Yeah. He was popping pills. He was drinking heavily. Um, his wife basically gave him an ultimatum, say, let either sort it out or we're through. Um, and yeah, you know, he managed to, with the help of some friends, get into rehab. After being in rehab for a month, you know, he come out clean and yeah, you know, but. They didn't really mention too much about TNA as such, you know, it's just mainly Dixie Carter saying about, no. talking about Kurt Angle as opposed to the wrestling promotion. Yeah, because they said they, they got on quite well, you know, quite yeah. good friendship. So uh, it was a bit surprising to see her on there, but I suppose it does explain a little bit. They say you leave WWE and you, you know, you get the dark, this <laughs> to the darkness. But is it good? It's good that they talked about the fucking uh, the drug use. Though, yeah, yeah, it? it was very emotional, um, you know, because Kurt Angle lost his sister due to heroin abuse. Uh, he lost his brother and obviously his father. Yeah, I forgot Kurt's middle <laughs> Well, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was very good. Highly recommend you watch it. Yeah. Did they, they build up towards like, him returning to... Uh, they, they built up all his... Uh, they went through his Hall of Fame induction, you know, like where he drank the two pints yeah. of milk and he had a cowboy hat on singing... Uh, I'm just a, a sexy se- boy, sexy cat. Oh, sexy! I'll make your ankle hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know John Cena introing him to that, saying, you know John Cena, it's a full circle because John Cena had his first match against Angle, and you know he it was an absolute honour to induct him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, oh, much like we did, like Sir Leshal, it's reintroducing fans who 
probably don't even know who Angle is, you know, because he, he went away, what, 11 years ago? I say he went away. He left WWE 11 yeah. years ago, so there's going to be another generation who won't know what it is. So. Most definitely, yeah, and, and it was good because, you know, it showed highlights of his matches against Brock when Brock could actually go, could actually have a wrestling match, Ole. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it was it was good to see that side of him, like, you know, yeah, where he'd fair a few times. I think four times he's broken his neck. Yeah, uh, and as I mentioned before, his drug addiction. He was addicted to Novocaine. He was getting Novocaine shots. Uh, how he thought his career was over multiple times, but he managed to fight back from it. But it was worth. It made you feel happy. Apart from all the horrible drug bits at the end, it was worthwhile. It was, it was yeah. Nice program. You know, it was. It was good to see his his career over an hour. Yeah, I mean, but like I say, it's a reintroduction, isn't it? But you would recommend it to everybody. Most definitely, yeah. All right, so that was Monday. Uh, did you watch SmackDown on Tuesday? Yeah. Did you know? Because I don't know anything. What What was the main things that happened on your show, SmackDown, Dan? <laughs> you said Dillinger beat something. Dillinger, uh, lost. Dillinger lost her Mahal in the first match. Yeah. Um, They've announced Nakamura Corbin for Battleground, haven't they? Randy Orton wasn't there a little bit of time off before his Punjabi prison match with Mahal. Was AJ St- AJ Styles and John Cena? AJ Styles and John Cena, <laughs> yes. AJ Styles come out saying, "I'm going to have an open challenge," yeah. because of what John Cena started with the title, and John Cena answered his open challenge call. They had a referee out there just about to ring the bell. Kevin Owens' music hits. Oh, so Kevin Owens, like Cena and AJ Styles, focus away, and then in comes Rusev, hits John Cena. That ties up a match for John Cena and Styles against Rusev and uh, Kevin Owens for the main event. What was the main event like? Yeah, it was all right. John Cena won. Uh, Well, John Cena and Styles won. Well, there we go. Back and forth match. Well, basically, though, the rumours are, rumour has it, that they are looking to have a Styles-Cena match at SummerSlam again. Uh, So then we had, after SmackDown Live, we had 205 Live. And we start off, it was uh, episode 33, and Titus O'Neil gives Akira to talk via speakerphone. He starts telling about Titus' worldwide negotiations for a rematch against Neville for the Cruiserweight title when Aria Davari walks in. And he hangs up on O'Neill, then gives Tazara a lecture of Iranian wrestling. I know that an Iranian lost to Kurt Angle in the finals of the Olympic tournament, goddamn, with a broken freaking neck. Davari says the crates of Iran... Davari says the greats of Iran would never resort to low blows like Akira. Of course, that will happen on Raw. Akira gave Neville a low blow as retribution. And questions his honour. Tazawa says to never question his honour. And Davari says they're next. I guess Tazawa versus Davari match. But Well, Vic Joseph and Corey Graves welcome us and discuss whether Tazawa deserves a rematch. They hype the main event and then it's time for our opener. Your answer to that, it means Tazawa and Davari are going to have a match. And uh, Tazawa defeated Davari via disqualification when Neville appears to destroy Tazawa before he can attempt his top rope senton. Yes, and Neville came out and attacked Tazawa. He whips into the barricade, then kicks his elbow and locks in the rings of Saturn, refusing to release the hold. Graves and Joseph talk about his plan being to eliminate Akira before he can even get his rematch. Let me get a flashback to Drew Gulak losing to Mustafa Ali after attempting a manoeuvre from the top rope. We then get a press conference from Gulak on the Tron. He was climbing to get a better view of the match 
It gave in to a moment of weakness <laughs> that allowed Ali to tie their series at 2-2. So next week, he challenges Mustafa to a feud-ending two-out-of-three falls match to whether the future of 205 Live will be Drew's ground-based, family-friendly wrestling or Ali's high-flying showboating. So we already know the main event for episode 34, but continuing here tonight, video package, it focused on Rich Swan trying to motivate Hill TJP to be babyface TJ Perkins again. And their main event from last week, won by Swan and sealed with a reluctant hand. Well, before Swan's match against the local wrestler can start, music hits, and he comes down to sit at the commentary desk to scout the match. Rich Swan defeated Ma- Mario Connors via pinfall following a Phoenix splash and a surprisingly hard-fought match. Wow, local, comp- local competitor put up a good fight. <coughs> TJ on the microphone asking if Rich is happy with his performance. He says he expected more from someone who was able to beat him last week and that if he wrestled this guy, he'd beat him in half the time. Kins an idea. He's giving Connors a second chance against the first ever cruiserweight champion. Mario agrees, and TJP gets production to put on Swan's t- to put Swan's time on the Tron for a beat the clock challenge. He says he can beat Connors way quicker <laughs> than Rich's three minutes and forty nine. So we'll see if he did. TJ Perkins defeated Mario Connors via pinfall following a disaster kick after twenty eight. He kicked Connors' knees out at the bell, then almost got rolled up on a knee bar attempt before ending it. And then he dabs on Rich and the world. Twat. <coughs> the Brian Kendrick is out in his British gentleman cosplay. He says Jack Gallagher isn't unconventional, he's a clown. A third-rate William Regal. Kendrick has to work hard to get where he is to reinvest in himself to get back to WWE. Gallagher hasn't had to put in much hard work because we like to laugh at the crack. Because we like to laugh at the clown. Jack's music hits to cut the Brian Kendrick off. He says he couldn't listen to Kendrick question his work ethic. Jack says he's been fighting since he was 16. But he wants to congratulate Brian on his second. Seeing as he squandered his first one, being a passive-aggressive Jack, he's willing to be unconventional and fight for everyone in the WWE universe. He wants to be a little different. If Kendrick wants to question Gallagher again, they're going to fight. And then they do. (gasps) Jack gets the best of the exchange and it ends with a headbutt which sends Brian to the floor. But Kendrick grabs Gallagher's umbrella, rolls in and destroys Jack with it until the referees break it up. The two men glare at each other as Kendrick... Well, Ali has accepted... Up next, we had Ali accepted... Ali has accepted Gulak's challenge. So next week's main event, Dan, is set. Let me see a recap of the Dar-Fox romance and their feud with Cedric. So here we go. We are going to get the first ever... I quit match in 205 live history. Will it be the Rock? Like, will it be like the Rock versus Mankind? We don't know. We shall see here. The Dar and Cedric feud has gone on for so long. This is going to be the ending tonight. Dan, are you grateful for that? I hope it is the ending. <laughs> well, what does Cedric have to do if he wants to put my man now and Dar down? Uh, make him quit. Yeah, and I think Dar has to make Alexander quit. How he does this though? It's going to be intriguing, isn't it? Alexander's out a little while with injuries. I think working on the leg, try and get him down in submission. At the moment, Alexander looking good, though. He is indeed, yes. And uh, sending Dar to the outside. His arms and both of them go tumbling down. Come on, Dar. Use Fox as a weapon if you have to. And Alexander now working on Dar. Oh, up against a barricade. Come on, Noam. 
And he's an ever-present in 205 Live, isn't he? Him and Fox. He is indeed, yes. And um, has Cedric Alexander got a belt on his trunk? Um, like he's wearing a, not a uh, title belt. I would have though. to see it closer. Um, yeah. Well, Cedric now has got him up on the stairs. And I, I, I am a fan of Dar, but I can see him quitting quite easily. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Is he going to get suplex off the stairs? Uh, Alexander looks like he's going to try and suplex Dar off the stairs onto the way for Finn Matz. Oh, but Dar fighting with all he's got. Yes! Oh, and kicks Cedric's <laughs> leg out from underneath him, sends him crashing to the aforementioned wafer thin match. <laughs> the referee then asks Alexander if he wants to quit, who then pushes the ref away, saying, Well, this is our second day of the week, and of course, tomorrow, Dan, we've got NXT, tag team titles on the line, Authors of Pain versus Heavy Machine. But right now, it is our quit match, first time ever, Toy 5 Live, my number two pick on the CWC. And now look at main event in Toy 5. I'm so proud of him do you know that I am he's got an impressive win-loss record as well he's got a horrible win-loss at the moment he is 4 for 25 but that doesn't matter because tonight changes here on 205 alright that's it <laughs> work the arm set work the stuff like that work the, the arm finger. the arm dar referee's got the microphone do you quit Alexander no he's <laughs> <laughs> saying no no come on dar take him out oh big boot to the head no, Dar's going to show how dangerous he is tonight. And work on the arm, work on the leg. That's it. Tear him apart. And I've never seen that before. And he's got the uh, turnbuckle exposed. And he's bending down Dar's fingers right through that metal pole. You're going to snap him off. Thumb to the eye, though. Dar manages to get his fingers out. Well, at the moment, Cedric Alexander's setting up now Dar on the apron. Oh, looks, looks set to drop him on the hardest part of the ring. Oh, but Dar fighting off, fighting back. Doesn't get hurt. Uh-oh, now he is. Oh, Ooh. but he gets thrown back inside of the ring, lands on his feet. Go over to Barge Alexander, but he sidesteps, leaving Dar's head exposed. He gets kicked in the face and then sent down to the thin mats below. And now, what's Alexander going to do? Springboard. Acai moonsault. Oh! Lands on his feet. Oh! oh but Dar <laughs> takes down his leg. <laughs> What? Sends him face first into that wafer thin mat. Dar hasn't got many impressive moves, but that kick there. And that's another one. Fierce Fox. The forearm on the back of Alexander's head, nose grinding to that wafer thin mat. And yeah, then bouncing his knee off of it. God, that looks painful. Hooking his nose and pulling his ear. One thing Dar has got advantage, that he is a British wrestler. So he knows all the dirty ways. So he, knows, he knows how to hook them, as they say. He knows how to hold them. How to <laughs> fold them. <laughs> <laughs> he knows when to walk away. He knows when to walk away. When he's, the dealing's done. He's not going to walk away today. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And that's what Dar's doing. Pulling Alexander. Oh, but Dar managing to fight out with a kick to the head. Uh, sorry, fights out with a kick to the head. Sends Dar reeling. Goes, Dar goes for a kick. Gets caught <laughs> and Alexander delivers a thunderous back elbow. <laughs> uh, full force and Dar. Uh-oh. He's going to be in trouble. Oh! <laughs> face first into that still ramp. Oh, my word. And Dar's facial features might be permanently rearranged. I don't think he's able to quit either. Can't t- and Alexander saying, yeah, I want some. Dar doesn't want. Go on, quit, Dar. It's your best chance, mate. Oh! Dar thought he got out of harm's way. Cedric Alexander comes flying over the top rope with a lovely somersault, takes out Noam. <laughs> and now Cedric... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've never seen that expression on his face before. 
Oh. Oh, but Dar managing to ram him back first into the edge of the ring apron, and we all know how hard that is. All right, now the announce table's in trouble. Oh, no. Alexander gets sent sailing over the announce table. Cedric Alexander there over the announce table, flying right into Noam Dar. Took him bing now. Cedric looking to finish this, maybe. Springboard off the top with a big clothesline. Oh, Dar was three quarters away from the other side of the ring. Still managed to get caught. Looking to go over and get that chair to finish off Noam Dar, but gets his leg taken out from him and stopped in his tracks. Come on, Dar. Chairs there, break his leg. As far as Noam Dar, I'll put Cedric Alexander's uh, elbow pads back on him. He's setting up that chair, and I don't think he's going to offer Alexander a seat. Cedric reverses it. Oh! Oh, lovely in spring insecurity there. Well, Cedric definitely stepped up to the plate on that one. Kicked Dar right in the face, and he's got the chair, and he's going to pull it on Dar's arm. Don't you, Dar. <laughs> Don't Go you. on, Ced. Don't you. Oh, no. He's going to break his arm. Don't do it, Cedric. Not like this. Oh, my God, Cedric did it. And Dar's saying, no, I'm not going to quit. Showing his toughness there. Fair play to Dar. Oh, he stomps on the chair. <laughs> no, I'm slapping Alexander. I think it's just angering him more. Yeah, last act of defiance is your last chance. And Cedric looks to enjoy it. Oh, my God. As he stomps a mud hole in the chair. Oh, and, and Noam Dar quits the match. He has no chance. I mean, his career was going to be over then. His, his left hand in serious trouble. My God, what an epic match, Dan. What did you think? I thought it was a bloody good match between the two, yeah. yeah. You know, not a bad word to say about it. No, really, really enjoyable. Uh, they meshed quite well. But now this has got to be... The, the ending of the feud as Cedric looks on at Dar and Fox. You're going to wait and see what happens after. Mm, I wonder what could happen after. Oh, at least he's got the love of a beautiful woman in his corner. He has. There's one thing about him, you know. At least he's got someone to support him. He just lost to Cedric after feuding with him for so long. Over the love of Alicia Fox. A Fox! I bet she does. <laughs> oh, wait a minute well after the match Dan Dahl's got a mic and he's saying he's not only going to quit feuding with Cedric he also, he also quits Alicia Fox no one says if she thought he was really into her she's as stupid as she looks he's the youngest superstar on Raw roster did she really think he didn't have a woman in every city he used Alicia to get notes in WWE and now he's done with her and now he's done with her Foxy breaks down in tears as Noam tells her she means nothing to him and leaves. So, Dar there. What a bastard, Dan. What did you think? It was a bit of a shock seeing as though he was in a massive feud with Alexander over Foxy. And then it's over. He's lost Foxy as well. He's got rid of Foxy as well. Yeah, I mean, he's got rid of her. So now Fox, I guess, becomes the good person because she's been dumped. And Noam Dar is just a big nasty. So... We'll see what they ha- what happens with Noam Dar as we move on. But straight after 25 Live, we got talking smack, Dan. How did it start? Well, after Renee Young and Shane McMahon spend a few minutes bantering and comparing their tans, the Usos join the show. Shane says that he personally would have given them the victory in the rap battle against the New Day last week just for that jibe over Paige. <laughs> Moving on to talk about tonight's events, Jay Uso says the New Day are always out there cheating, and it's always three on two. The Usos don't seem concerned about Jay losing to Xavier Woods, 
as they say that their bread and butter is tag team matches, not singles competition. Excellent. That was quite a good match, to be honest. Was it a good match? Xavier Woods finished it off with a uh, Shane McMahon-style leap of faith, pretty much three quarters away across the ring, delivering the elbow to Jay Huben. That's pretty cool. After New Day and Jimmy got sent out. <laughs> right, we move on. And next, Renee Young and Shane McMahon start talking about Baron Corbin and Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. Or Shinsuke fucking. With Young saying that Corbin seems to have a chip on his shoulder and that he should be careful because Nakamura has been training and will be a tough competitor in the ring. What do you think about a Corbin? <clears throat> um, I, d- I don't know. I'm not sure if Corbin's really up to facing someone with Nakamura. I think it's going to be Nakamura running the whole match kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it could be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I even don't know who could win that match. I don't know, you know, Money in the Bank versus Nakamura. But anyway, Sami Zayn is introduced as the next guest and he seems to be a lot of pain for when he was hit with a glass vase. So you're saying Sami Zayn is in a lot of pain. Sami Zayn, a lot of pain when he was hit in the ass with a blast glass vase. <laughs> <laughs> with a phase earlier. Shane Man says he liked Maria Canellis one liner after she hit Zane, and Zane is upset that Shane is making light of the situation. Zane says that Maria and Mike Canellis public says affection have been difficult to watch. Dan, you agree with that, don't you? Fucking annoying. Yeah. What do you say next? He also said that he did the right thing and apologised, even though he never intended to interrupt them when he came out to the ring while they were speaking a few weeks ago. He said he simply came out when he heard his theme kick in and that he doesn't control the show's audio and video. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Zane says that he was legitimately sorry that he accidentally interrupted them last week, but he thinks it's ridiculous that they want a third apology and now he's ready to kick Mike Kanellis' ass. Yeah, so we're going to see it. We're going to see Mike Kanellis versus Sami Zayn. Good use of Sami Zayn. Well done, WWE. Uh, John Cena then joins the panel and Renee Young asks what Cena has been doing for the past few months. He wants to talk about background. Cena describes the flag match as a match where anything can happen and not necessarily a match you can plan for. Cena says that normally he would not be worried to face Lusev, but he feels particularly pressured to win this match at battle. Because if he loses, he would feel like he let left. He let <laughs> the United States down. Cena says that he wants to make clear to everyone that he's still the best and can still take down anyone in the ring. He also says that he tries to be on SmackDown Live as often as he can because his heart is still here. Bollocks. Uh, so we move on. Right, so we move on to Wednesday, which of course is July 12th. And, well, we had episode 401 of NXT. And how did it start, Dan? Well, we started off with an opening video package. Oh, hang on. Uh, well, the opening video package is designed to break your heart about Tommaso Ciampa's betrayal of Johnny Gagano all over again and remind us about his promo from a few weeks back. Well, Mario Ronaldo, Percy Watson and Guinness discuss that and show us some fallout of Roger Strong's disappointed loss last week when he lost to the reigning defending NXT champion Bobby Roode. We learn the NXT champion will be here this week and we'll get some hype for our tag team main event but our first match is Alistair Black versus Fish versus Bobby Fish making his debut now Dan I don't know a lot about him what do you know about him well he was born October 2089 a day before your birthday <laughs> uh, he's an American professional wrestler obviously because yeah. he's in wrestling <laughs> yeah. who is best known for wrestling in Ring of Honor Evolve Wrestling Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan Fish is a three time Ring of Honor tag team champion with Kyle O'Reilly as Re Dragon, 
and a one-time Ring of Honor World Television Champion. He's also known for his appearances with New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he's a former two-time IWGP Jig Team Champion with O'Reilly. Fish, while not signed to a contract, made his debut in WWE Developmental Territory NXT. June 23rd, 2017, television tapings, losing to Alistair Black. On July 12th, 2017, Fish made his NXT television debut against Alistair Black. I'm going to watch this now. I mean, are you excited for Fish? I'm more excited for Black because he is my new adopted guy he in is. NXT. What is it about Alistair Black you like? His surname. Yeah, that's no, um, <laughs> you know, I like the way he moves in his ring. He's he's kind of got his own way of doing things, so to speak. You know, he, he sits where he wants. Alistair Black, yes, he, sits he, he sits where, where he, he wants. wants. He does. And, yeah, you know, he's. I think he's great in the ring. He's got on him. And, yeah, you know, I think this guy's going to go far. Yeah, you like your guys with tattoos, don't you, with Randy Orton? Ambrose hasn't got any openly tattoos, I guess. But we'll see what Fish has to offer against Black in the early going. Hey, and he sits where he wants. <laughs> well, Fuck you, Bobby Fish. Well, a lit exchange between the two, and uh, Bobby Fish—a nice name, though. I mean, you've got a first name of a champion, haven't you? But not the uh, Bobby Lashley's a champion. No, not Bobby. I'm talking about the NXT champion, Bobby Roode. Oh, you know? Bobby Roode. No, Bobby Booed. Roode is the best Bobby though in NXT. <clears throat> not as good as Fish. <laughs> no, you can't say that. You don't even know. Fish. You think Fish is better than Roode? I, I disagree. Battle of the Bobbies. Maybe they will oh, see Don't be rude about fish. Hey. Well, Black caught in a side headlock now, but fish rolls away. Blocks that. Forearm strike with the kicks. But Black knows how to defend him himself. He knows him for a little bit of a fight here. Black, has he really been tested yet in LXT, Dan? Um, no, I wouldn't even say he was tested when he went up against Bobby Roode and CN. <sighs> my, my. You well, anyway, Black... Trying to hit the kicks with Fish. Oh, a lovely kick and elbow combination there. Sending Fish to the mat, rolling outside to try and recover. Oh, going to springboard out of the ring, but he just does a backflip and sits in the middle of the ring because he sits where he wants. I'll tell you something about him, though. He is cool. I like his look, but we haven't really seen him do a promo yet, have we? We haven't really seen really what he's all about. Do you think that will uh, go against him in the long run, Dan? Well, I think he does all his talking in the ring, to be honest. But at a certain point, you've got to kind of develop that, haven't you, if you're a champion? You know, you get wrestlers that can only talk like The Miz and can't do fuck all in the ring unless he's nicking someone else's moves. <laughs> so I'd rather him do well in the ring and not worry about talking. Uh, well, I'm just glad that you're not still upset about Grey Balls of Five. Like, it was three days ago now. You don't hold a grudge. It's great to be able to spend a week with you when you're in such a good mood. Uh, and we see Fish... On the outside, Black Pain Mine. Huge kick. Oh, Black face first into the canvas as we go to an advert. Speaking of adverts, Dan, we're going to do an advert, but there's none bigger, is there? I mean, weekend of August 19th, August 20th, and it will be NXT TakeOver Live and SummerSlam, the kickoff shows beforehand, an hour all before the uh, the main shows happen. We'll be looking at the latest episode, 205 Live, and NXT respectively on that. Bit of a news update. Are you looking forward to it, Dan? I am indeed, yes. So we do. It's been in Brooklyn as well. Which NXT Brooklyn started when we first started the podcast. That was our, do you know what I mean? NXT, we've been there a long journey. As you see an advert. What do you think the advert for 2K18? Uh, well, someone coming in and destroying all the old uh, props. Depends who it is, to show you that. Fish. Oh, it was Seth Rollins all along. 
Look at him smirking. No, he's just got a grin on his face. Well, the building is... <laughs> smirking hot, Dan. We're for a moment, you're smirking. <laughs> right, uh, well, I know we've mentioned it before, but does Seth Rollins deserve no, to be on... No, he really doesn't. His character's so blur, isn't it? Meh. Well, we're back and it's Fish versus Black. And, and Fish is in control. He is. Fish has got all the chips at the moment in this match. Do you reckon Bobby Fish has got a chip on his shoulder? I think he has. But he knows his place in this match. He'll be all right. Stop carping on. Oh, I'm sorry. He's had it enough and now he's fighting back on Alistair Black. Oh, my God, James. <laughs> uh... We're making fish puns for the halibut. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And Bobby Fish working on the leg. I knew this would be a good idea during the week <laughs> when we got onto NXT. <clears throat> uh, we've still got the news stories coming up. As we've still got the main event here. Authors of Pain, Heavy Machinery. Can Heavy Machinery offer a threat to the Authors of Pain? Uh, to, well, at the moment, though, Fish is offering a threat to Alistair Black, Dan. Oh, a leg lariat taking Black down. And he can't do that blackout kick if his legs hurt. Or Black Mask. Mask. BMK. And now Fish working over the leg. Fish. Working over the leg of Black. <laughs> That's how I'm going to pronounce him for the rest, even if he becomes. Like, like, a new <laughs> NXT <laughs> champion, <laughs> Fish. <laughs> and a winner of the Royal Rumble 2022, Fish. Oh, but Fish <laughs> taking the leg of Black. He is. And now Black's fighting back with the punches, but oh, he's got him from behind in the sleeper now. And Fish taking him down. Come on, Black, you can beat Fish. <laughs> I don't know. Fish. Looks to be in control at the moment. He's got it looks like he's got loads of gaps between his teeth. This <laughs> is gum shield. <laughs> That's what I just thought. I thought, what's going on? He's got teeth like garden gates, one every yard. Hey, but he's not got off the back of Alistair Black. Black rams him in the corner. And Fish in a little bit of trouble. Oh, but Fish with a kick to Black's chest. Oh! Runs into a big knee. And Fish is rocked. No, but Fish hits. Huge back suplex there. Going for the cover. Can he beat Black on his debut match? Oh, he's too oh. close. Oh. But Black with the kick out. Ah, too close to the ropes and she made a mistake there. But Alistair trying to get back into this match. Kick to the head. This fish has legs. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you reckon Bobby Fish should team up with Finn Balor? <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on a minute. We've just changed it. But like Fish was in control. But Alistair Black fighting back. Combination kicks. Oh, springboard moonsault there. Takes out Fish. <laughs> and Alistair Black. Oh, knee to the face of Fish. <laughs> now Alistair Black looking to finish things. Looking to finish Fish. But Fish looks in trouble now. Oh, my He's God. He's hardly moving. He's out. He's out. And Black lifting his head up with his foot. He's like a fish out of water. He's in serious trouble. Oh! oh. <laughs> Black mass, and that's got to be it. <laughs> oh, well. And Fish <laughs> has lost his debut match. Yeah, fair play to Fish. He, he, it wasn't a bad match, though, was it? No, I have to say, Fish <laughs> put up a good fight. No, he did. It was competitive. Fish had a lot of, uh, you know, moves in the match. Back and forth. Alistair Black, though, I can see why you like him. Because he turned it up that level, didn't he? And uh, took it to the, the next stage. And I tell you what, Black is going to be a serious threat to the NXT champion, Bobby Roode, at some point in time. As we move on, and uh, up next, Dan. 
Uh, up next, we get some hype for the Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford via some self-shot videos of them around the Performance Centre and at live events. Yeah, well, then Kayla Braxton stops Velveteen Dream as he exited full sale a couple of weeks back. He, dismiss- <clears throat> he dismisses her because that's not appropriate. That's not the appropriate time slash place. When she says she's interviewed other superstars there, he said he's not other superstars. He's the Velveteen Dream. And then we had a quick match. Um, yes, Vanessa Bourne, no relation to Evan, defeated Jamie Hatchie via pinfall in under two minutes following a spinning slam variant to qualify for the music. Yeah, and then we see the fan shot footage of Sanity Attack on Drew McIntyre from after last week's show is aired. Oh, I'll do this next bit, it's fine. And then Bobby Roode is in general manager. Bobby Fish. Bobby (laughs) Fish. Bobby Roode is in general manager William Regal's office. The GM brought the champion to talk about his next challenger. Killian Dane and Drew McIntyre both undefeated and both want the title. Roode suggests everyone could make a lot more money if left off in a number one contender match. Regal suggests Roode just wants the big fellas to beat each other, but agrees. That will happen next week, and the winner gets the champ at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. So who would it be? Would it be Killian Dane or Drew McIntyre? The winner gets Bobby Roode. And what a huge match that would be if it was to happen. Up next, Dan. Johnny Gagano is back. He enters slowly and looks serious. He tells the fans, missed the Johnny wrestling chant. He loved that and his music because he knew when he heard it, something special was about to happen. But then the guy he would take a bullet for pulled the trigger on him. He didn't see it coming and he doesn't understand it. But he's not here to dwell on the past. He's, he's focused on the future. Because you can't control what happens to you. But you can control how you react to it. He needs to get back in the ring. He needs to get back to being Johnny Wrestling again. Wrestling is NXT's biggest show of the year. And he needs to be there. He leaves to big cheers and new theme music. So he could be the next babyface star in NXT then uh, as he comes back with Gagano. I mean, like I say, huge news of McIntyre and Alistair Black. It's all set up, isn't it, for challenging Bobby Roode. He's going to be in serious trouble as the year progresses. But anyway, in addition to Dana McIntyre's number contendership match, we're also going to get Ruby Rose Ember Moon, which is a fucking big match. That is a fucking huge match, yes, and hopefully we see an eclipse. Yeah, we do. And main event right now for the NXT Tag Team Titles, it is the Authors of Pain versus Heavy Machine. And we've just seen these two big men come out here, Dan. Who are you going to favour in this match? Uh, you can't go against the AOP. Why? Because uh, they've got Ellering in their corner. Uh, I think they're the bigger guys, they're the monsters. And it's going to take someone a lot better than the heavy machinery to take them down. Is there anybody better at the moment, though? So what you've got to ask yourself, especially with Otis Dozovic and Tucker Knight. These two big guys have been running through the competition. But I think I agree with you. Authors of Pain absolute dominate, don't they? And even though when they're in serious trouble, as they have been past few, you know, NXT TakeOver events, they still manage to find a way out. At the moment, straight away, you've got Calm in there because the calm's the one with a tattoo now, isn't it? Tattoo with the right arm. Yeah, a calm and there's Otis Dozovic <coughs> just got the tag in. These two balls going face to face. Vizar and Dozovic, and he's going to win this headbutt off. Well, he ran into him, then he didn't move. I mean, these are the most evenly matched team for all of the pain in recent time, isn't it? Aren't they? Um, yeah, they certainly uh, way up to the authors of pain, shall we say? 
They definitely do. You know, there's not many teams out there that are probably bigger than the authors of pain. You know, especially with Tucker Knight's height on there. And look at the power of Dozovic. Well, he is like a bulldozer Bitch. running through. Oh, now Calm's come in. And now a big face-off between these two four behemoths, Dan. Two, four Mack trucks in there. Well, it's the irresistible force meeting the immovable object, James. But now back to Tag Team Championships. Looks like a Calm is taking down... I can't see his face. Knight? Uh, yeah, Tucker Knight. Well, let's see what happens in the replay. Oh, Knight went to Irish rip him. Oh, got bought down over the top. And a big man. So the thing about heavyweights, even though they hit big, if they get hurt, they go down quick, don't they? Do you know they what I mean? They land big. They, that's it. That's better. And now look at the offers of pay, knowing what they do, doing what they do best. Working down Knight, trying to get the pin. <gasps> no. Oh, and Tucker Knight trying to get his partner involved in the match, but he's unable to get across to make the tag to the big dozer. But like you said earlier, Paul Ellering in the Office of Pain corner, all that experience, all that knowledge given to the Office of Pain, making them a better team. You know, it is an unfair advantage if you think about it. Well, what a rush. It's bowling shoe ugly at the moment. But it's effective, James. It is. It may be ugly, but it's effective. Right. Just like your lovemaking. <laughs> it is. You're damn right. And <laughs> I'm proud of that. And Ray Zara in there now working on Tucker Knight. Got him in a in a sides. Uh, got him in a horrible. Trying to rip his head off his shoulders. There and delivers a clubbing blow to the back, sending him down to the mat. And he is just hammering away at his opponent. Tucker Knight tries to cover up. But the authors of pain, all joking aside, we ain't joking anymore. They have completely cut that ring off. Tucker Knight in all sorts of trouble, and a calm in there with a huge knee to the face. Can he get the pin? But Tucker Knight finally fighting out. The wrong corner. Uh-oh. He's caught in a sidewalk slam. Oh. oh. A calm goes up top and delivers a devastating foot to the head of Tucker, but unable to keep him down and he manages to kick out. Uh-huh. Is that my love? Oh, big knee to the face. And Dozovic now has fully recovered from any ill effect earlier. I bet he's itching to get into the ring, but it's two fresh authors of pain as well. And now Rizal just toying with Tucker Knight, delivering... Foot stomps to the head. Why has he got his hair in a fat? Well, Tucker Knight saying, come on. Come on, is that all you got? And now he's getting met with huge knees. Oh! Manages to deliver a last gasp, last gasp clothesline there to Razar. Turns him inside out. And it's not often a member of Authors of Pain. No, that was incredible. And now can he get the separation needed to get a tag to Otis Dozovic? Manages to make the tag. Here he comes like a house on fire, baby, with the jabs. Oh! Takes down a calm twice. Make that thrice as Razar comes in but gets caught with a clubbing blow. <laughs> oh my god, belly to belly overhead there. Sends Razar in. Fair play, Dozovic. And now he's going running. Oh! Squashes both authors of pain. Tucker Knight clotheslines Razar on the outside. This could be it. Oh! Like a world's strongest slam there. And then he slams oh. Tucker Knight onto his opponent. Here we go. One, two. Sit. Oh. <laughs> but a car managing to get the shoulder up and kick out. Uh. It looks like a really foul snow. <laughs> it's Tucker Knight. Tags in Otis Dozovic now. He's going to try and finish. A calm. We've seen this before. They've run into each other. Oh. oh but Razar in there with a the big boot. The car manages to fight out, delivering elbow blows to the head of Dozovic. Oh! Passing with a DDT. 
Tags in Razar. Oh, here we go now. Is it time for the last chapter? Oh! Boom. Side Russian leg sweep comboed with a clothesline. And that finishes off heavy machinery. Fish. <laughs> a fish. Yeah, last chapter, Dan. What did you think of the match? I thought it was a bloody good match considering they're all big fellas. You know, it wasn't the most attractive style of wrestling, but it was effective to say the least. And yeah, you know, it was a bloody good matchup. Heavy machinery definitely held their own in there. And yeah, no, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, like I say, especially for two big men, not know what to expect. Did really well, obviously paying through, but fair play, heavy machinery. They've got a future in NXT, you mark my words. But that wasn't it, was it, Dan? That wasn't it, no. Sanity's theme cuts off Authors of Pain's celebration as Dane and Alexander Wolf, uh, as Dane, Alexander Wolf, and Nikki Cross hit the stage. They look up and smile as pages from the Book of Dominance fall from the ceiling. Oh, so a message to Authors of Pain. We ask if there's any left to challenge them. Looks like Sanity have answered it. Uh, so that is it for Wednesday. So we're meeting up now. It's just the end of the week. Uh, and before before we finally finish this podcast, we've got three news stories, Dan, uh, and a couple of little extra bits as well that I found out. Three news stories. One funny, one sad, one strange. So we start off with the funny. Dan, you can start it off. Well, according to a report by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Roman Reigns stepped up to help take control of a situation that upset several people on a WWE talent bus weeks ago. Well, a disturbance was allegedly caused by Enzo Amore, which prompted Reigns to get up out of his seat and kick Amore off the bus. There are no details of what exactly Amore did to upset the other passengers. Damn, what did you think of that? Why the fuck do people boo Roman Reigns? I mean, come on. Uh, Enzo reportedly has a lot of backstage heat with the WWE roster and has been kicked out of more than one dressing room according to the report by Dave Meltzer. Well, and we've got more detail on it, because it's pretty clear Roman Reigns is considered to be the new locker room leader after the recent incident of the talent bus, where he took charge of the situation and several people upset. But Enzo now, it's saying he was given the mistreatment for a while. Basically, that he means that he was not allowed to dress with anyone in the locker room, Dan. So uh, he shouldn't be around for too much longer, hopefully. <laughs> I knew you'd like this That's, story. Uh, <laughs> that is the happiest story I've heard yeah. in a while. Well, anyway, go on. Uh, apparently the tears shed during his promo last week before Cass turned on him again were real because he said he was legitimately not happy about the team being broken up. Also, the part of the promo where he talks about his real life is better than his family life could be seen as something because he's not living in LA and having a great time and he's not judging by his Instagram page. He seems to be having the time of his life in LA, meeting up with athletes and celebrities like Daniel Cormier. Who Daniel Cormier. Cormier. Nick Diaz and Halle Berry and Drake uh, and others in recent weeks. I guess this news about him having heat could explain why he was squashed at Great Balls of Fire and Raw. So that's a good story, isn't it, Dan? Isn't it? Yeah, it's a bloody good story. Apparently, what the fuck's going on with her? Hang well, on, that little cunt. I wonder what his shelf life will be now as a singles wrestler. The company doesn't not the company clearly does not see him as being more than an undercard guy, and they've been treating him as a joke in recent months. Perhaps if he's lucky, he can end up being a manager. But W's not too big, and having too many managers on the roster. And just when you think, think things get any better, Dan, read the next bit. There's another WWE star that has heat. It turns out the big cast also has heat backstage. The heat on him is particularly because of his views on politics as he is a strong supporter of Donald Trump and that is a sentiment, a sentiment not shared by many in the locker room. 
The heat on him is nowhere near the heat on Enzo Amore. And Kaz is someone that has the support of management and his size and look will allow him more chances to break through as a top star. Also, having heat with talent in the locker room is to hurt his... Linda McMahon is part of the Trump administration, so being a Trump supporter might actually be seen as positive. Well, the promo gave on Monday looks to be the start of his ascension up the ranks. And although he's still green in the ring... I don't give him credit for cutting the best promo of his career last Monday. The match with Enzo appears to be a one and done, and they really began the programme with Cass and Big Show, which we saw on Raw. In fact, Enzo was nowhere to be seen on Monday night, and although Big Show was the aggressive in their first face-to-face confrontation and Raw, Cass will probably win in the end since it expires in February, and they have big plans for Cass. That's not good news, is it? In recent interviews, Cass is saying his goal is to eventually be in the main event of WrestleMania. Right. Next story. <laughs> Next story is quite sad, but I just want to read it because I saw the video and I cried. Three national corporate sponsors of Make-A-Wish are coming together to support the organisation that grants life-changing wishes for children with critical... Mattel, Tools R Us and WWE are partnering to launch a new John Cena action figure uh, available at Tools R Us stores from August that 15th. That would make me cry. Uh, the pre-sale is... No. Pre-sale is limited edition. For every purchase of the action figure, Mattel will donate a portion of the to Make-A-Wish. Right. The figure features John Cena looking match-ready in red, white and blue Stars and Strike ring gear. The patriotic result of input from Alex, a Make-A-Wish kid from, Alec, uh, from Los Angeles, California. Alex worked with teams at Mattel and WWE to put his personal design on the new action figure. Alex is an example of hundreds of Wish kids who have been wished, who, uh, wish kids who have wished to meet John Cena and have been ever changed as a result. Having granted more than 500 wishes to date, Cena is the most popular celebrity wish granter in Make-A-Wish. And what did he say about it? Having the opportunity to meet to meet Alex and, and his vision behind the action figure was an incredible said WWE there is nothing more humbling than a child who could ask for anything in the world asking and I will continue to grant wish at make a wish we have heard over and over again how wishes have the power to bring families closer together for the better said David make a wish America this is a case where wishes have been have inspired three of our sponsors to work collaborative to bring a life affirming nature of a wish it could not be so what it basically was, well, I say what it basically was, on this week in WWE, shown as well, I watched it, and yeah, like I say, the kid got taken to the Mattel to design it, uh, what he wanted on the figure, and then uh, he got to meet John Cena, which nearly broke my fucking heart, because uh, Cena came in, he said, what was the coolest part about working on the figure? Do you know what the kid said? What? He said, because it was you. Uh, and, and Cena's like, you know what I mean? It, when it's stuff like that, all the kid wants to do, and Cena said, oh, it was great, and they put it on sale, and, and also Mattel, fair play to them, made an action figure of the kid, so he could have, you know, a thick action figure of himself, which I think in this day and age, I know people say, oh, maybe do it for charity, but that kid's life there has been changed for the good, and it's just because it's silly, like an action figure, and a chance to meet his hero, and that is something WWE can do, which, you know, I know it's uh, not the kind of same vein as what we do, but I think it's worth mentioning, you know? Paige, we'll talk about more of the incident in a second, just as Paige's way, what she said about it, okay? So, Alberta didn't want me to stay, to say full story, because he didn't want people to know, I didn't want people to know that I threw a drink on him. But the full story is this, she's, I had a phone call calling my uncle, calling, saying my uncle's in a bad way. I'm crying outside the restaurant, I go in, Alberto's hugging me, I'm a little sensitive, and we start booking about something so small, I'm say I'm leaving, and he says something that I won't write on here, but it wasn't nice. What could that be, Dan? 
Uh, I I shouldn't have done it. I threw a drink in his face because I was so angry. Again, shouldn't have done it in front of a lot of people. I walk out. He follows me a few seconds later and gets the cops and security and a crazy lady decides to leave. Whatever she's doing to follow us and evade our privacy in a completely low way. Only low life people. Anyways, it was me who was being held for battery charges because I threw. No, he never touched me, and no one ever. In all their glory, it's completely ridiculous how one story can spiral out of control. Oh, and guess what? Oh, and guess what? Internet. He smelt like beer because I threw a beer on him. Nothing more. No, no one got arrested. There's no mugshots. There's no charge. The horrible, disgusting human being of a lady decided she wanted to make money out of our mis. I wish, wish people would give us the privacy. I know we won't get it, but I wish that would have. should go to the maker. Well, this is a statement. Uh, this is what. So, it was an incident at Orlando International Airport about 3 p.m. Sunday involving Jose Rodriguez. The reported incident was a domestic violence battery and still under investigation. So, no arrests have been made as of this time, but the case remains open. Uh, this is all the information we have to release at this time. But this is interesting because we say there's no arrests, but we've got a little bit more information. Paige is still listed as an active competitor on WWE's official website. We know this. Though she hasn't wrestled in over a year. Her last televised match was June 27th, 2016 on Raw. WWE released El, Patras, El Patron last September and he has since become res- a full-time wrestler for Global Force. Holding the company's world ch- Global Force Wrestling announced Monday that it has suspended El, El Patron indefinitely. Yeah, so this is the thing. They've, they've suspended him. And if it wasn't a big deal, why is he suspended? Especially after what happened at Summerversary. Yeah. Well, he um, was there last week on him teamed up. To, and he is currently holding the GFW Championship yeah. as well. So we know that the Impact ones are taped in advance. And if he's suspended now, exactly. They put both world titles. And then what happens? It's a, it's a bad situation for, I mean, Impact or Global Force. Can't really catch a break. Uh, anyway, so we've got a couple of more extra things now. Uh, I say finally, but you haven't. Uh, we've talked about Kurt Angle earlier. WWE has announced that Kurt Angle will be doing a live interview after Monday Night Raw on the WWE Network. This will be a follow-up to the big reveal that will presumably happen at the end of the show. WWE is hoping for a huge rating boost as they begin their bills towards SummerSlam. There has been a ton of speculation online on what this big rig seek might be, and it seems like they want the fans to believe that another woman is. We won't spoil anything here, but it looks like a huge clue might have been given away earlier. If you oh, <coughs> when he says "I love you" on the phone, yeah. So he said on the phone, "I love you," and there was talk because it was in Nashville that it might be Dixie Carter there because she's from Nashville. But have you any idea who it could be? I mean, who would you want it to be? Well, I think maybe Stephanie. Be Stephanie, and then you can have Kurt Angle, Stephanie, and then Sing again. yeah, exactly. Start the feud with Triple H, match against him at SummerSlam. <coughs> but we'll see what happens. The illusion let us down, yes. you know. Uh, in addition to the big reveal, a number one contenders match will go between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, and it will determine who will go on to face Brock Lesnar. As of last week, the plan was to go with Reigns versus Lesnar, but given that Joe has been so hot during his feud with Lesnar, I could see a triple threat with Lesnar versus Joe. Versus yeah, Lesnar. and what I can see as well is. I think you, you know, it's pretty obvious. Strowman may be getting involved and having a fatal four way at SummerSlam with Strowman, Joe, Reigns, and Lesnar. That would be a very good match. But we had a bit of shocking news, and WWE have confirmed that Talking Smack will no longer air on Tuesday nights following 205 Live. The show will continue to air after SmackDown pay per views, Dan. What do you think of that news? I'm, I'm really surprised by that. Talking Smack was one of my favourite shows. We always reviewed it because it, well, even though it was a little bit jokey, like I say, not enough serious sometimes, I think it was a good show. And now to move it to pay-per-views, I think that's, that's terrible. But anyway, 
They sent the following statement to us today. Yes, uh, we continuously review WWE Network's programming lineup based on a variety of factors, including viewership and subscriber. Re- Talking Smack and War Talk will air following pay-per-view. Tuesday will continue to feature Talking Smack on the WWE Network on the uh, 205 Live premiered on November the took up the dark causing... Well, host Renee Young and SmackDown General Manager Daniel Bryan, who often co-hosted the show with Renee, tweeted the following of the cancellation. He says, I come online to support Sammy Fisseria and find this out. I'm the GM. No one tells me anything. Yes, and Renee Young went on to say, really disappointed. We tried to make that show great. Guess I'll go back to welcoming. It's backstage interviews, basically. Oh, Ryback said they originally planned for him to go against Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 30. Okay, that's it. <clears throat> so, that is everything they show, and it has been a big one. But before we go, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We've got a new friend on Twitter as well, don't we? We have, yes. And uh, we've got a new account. Come and follow him. He's mini Chris Benoit. Yes. And uh, you can follow his adventures where we take in various pictures about our average working days yes, yeah. and you know what Mini Benoit gets up to in his life no don't forget to follow that Mini Chris Benoit on Twitter we're also on Facebook Dan Facebook you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network review or you can come and find me and add me as a friend I am Vince McDan we're across all the Google platforms Google Plus the WWE Network review send us an email to dubbingourpodcast at gmail.com and on YouTube where we upload all the new videos check them out subscribe to our YouTube channel the WWE Network review podcast all our latest podcasts go up there same time as do other places like SoundCloud on your phone and also Stitcher Radio Spreaker Radio where we've got the two big live shows SummerSlam NXT TakeOver and of course iTunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there but that is everything next week Dan what episode is next week Manuel it's the Randy Orton anthology and it is two episodes of in my opinion the greatest of all time (laughs) let me just say to you an unbiased opinion how good is Randy Orton podcast it is the best we've ever done (laughs) okay there we go that's what's coming next week but that is everything today so I have been James Rose as always Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye bye